Jacksonville, where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. She packed my bags last night, pre-flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high as a kite by then. I miss the earth so much I miss my wife It's lonely out in space On such a timeless flight
and a place to raise your kids In fact, it's cold as hell And there's no one there to raise them If you did And all the science I don't understand It's just my job Five days a week A rocket Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of True Spiracy, as it is True Spiracy number 14. True Spiracy, yes. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much psychedelic psychedelic better half. Neeland. Hello, Patriots. So. So. 14. Yeah. Listener's choice. Yeah, so. What have you brought us tonight? What do y'all want to talk about? What's your favorite conspiracy theory that you would like us to dig into and research a little bit? Dive or in and whatever divulge. It is. Whatever it is. Ooh, let me set up the uh, other screen. Yeah, that'd be while, good. While we're waiting for con the conspiracies to pour in, because mm. I can't wait to see. Shit. Let me bring up the uh, ultimate um, robot of all robots. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm -hmm. Oh, I could do that. No shit. What? Um, pow, pow. Okay. All 
right. That's the ultimate spy in the world. Okay. We have the Google bot, which is the Google bot. All right. All right, folks. Anytime. Okay. Yesterday's NRA speech. Uh, Desert Beauty asked if, uh, they watched, if we watched the Trump rally in Wyoming today. Edric Al said yes. And yesterday's NRA speech. Ooh, the, the truth, truth book. book. The Urantia book. book. Okay. Um, go All look right. at that up. Look Let's it up. Go look it up. See what's going on with the, what? The Urantia book. Urantia, huh? Urantia. Ooh, it pops right up on top. How crazy is that one? Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, we're jumping right into this, I guess. Fucking A, Jim. Fucking A. Uh, yeah, you guys can't read that shit. Um, let me see if I can. Revealing read the mysteries of God. It's a spiritual, philosophical, and religious book that originated in Chicago sometime between 1924 and 1955. The authorship remains a matter of speculation. It has received various degrees of interest, ranging from praise to criticism for its religious and science content, its unusual length, and its lack of a known author. The text introduces the word Urantia as the name of the planet Earth and states that it that it is intent to present in large concepts and advanced truth. The book aims to unite religion, science, and philosophy, and its enormous amount of material about science is unique among literature claimed to be presented by celestial beings. Among other topics, the book discusses the origin and meaning of life, mankind's place in the universe, the relationship between God and people, and the life of Jesus. The Urantia Foundation, a U.S.-based nonprofit group, first published the Urantia book in 1955. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right here. Paper one. Um, okay, uh, hold on one second before you get to that. Desert Beauty. Okay, at the WEF conference, the CEO of Pfizer stated that 50% of the population wouldn't be here by 2023. Conspiracy or truth? That was an edit, um, a, a rather bad edit. He actually said that their goal was by um, 2023 to to make sure that 50% of the people that that couldn't afford their medicines um, would be gone by 2023. I actually have that video. I have both the the uh, the edited one and the original one. I'll drop them to you real quick, and you can play them. How's that? So what is, uh, we're not doing that right now. Okay. So going outdoor girl, you're going to have to explain to me what the, um, what is the conspiracy part of this? Or what is the, your, um, your conspiracy, I should say, because that is, um, I'm reading currently and it sounds like, they're ripping off the Bible, to be honest with you. Uh, what, what is the conspiracy, I guess, is the best way to go about this. Hold on. So, the universal father is the God of all creation, the first source and center of all things and beings. First, think of God as a creator, then as a controller, and lastly, as an infinite upholder. The truth about the universal father had begun to dawn upon mankind when the prophet said, you, God, are alone. There is none beside you. 
You have created the heaven and the heaven of heavens with all their hosts. You preserve and control them. By the sons of God were the universes made. The creator covers himself with light as with a garment and stretches out the heavens as a curtain. Only the concept of the universal father, one God in the place of many gods, enabled mortal man to comprehend the father as divine creator and infinite controller. The myriads of planetary systems were all made to be eventually inhabited by many different types of intelligent creatures. Being who could know God received the divine affection and love him in return. The universe of universes is the work of God in the dwelling place of his di diverse creatures. God created the heavens and formed the earth. He established the universe and created this world not in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. The enlightened worlds all recognize and worship the universal father, the eternal maker and infinite upholder of all creation. The will creatures of universe upon universe had embarked upon the long, long paradise journey, the fascinating struggle of the eternal adventure of attaining God the father. The transcendent goal of the children of time is to find the eternal God, to comprehend the divine nature, to recognize the universal father. God-knowing creatures have only one supreme ambition, just one consuming desire, and that is to become, as they are in their spheres, like him as he is in his paradise, perfection of personality, and in his universal sphere of righteous supremacy. Supremacy. From the universal father who inhabits eternity, there has gone forth the supreme mandate, be you perfect even as I am perfect. In love and mercy, the messengers of paradise have carried this divine exhortation down through the ages and out through the universes, even to such lowly animal origin creatures as the human races of Urantia. I wonder what Urantia is. We are Urantia. Earth is Urantia. That's what it said in the Wikipedia thing. In presenting excerpts from the archives of Jerusalem for the records of Urantia respecting its antecedents and early history, we are directed to reckon time in terms of current usage, the present leap year calendar of 365 days and a quarter days to the year. As a rule, no attempt will be made to give exact years, though they are of record. We will use the nearest whole numbers as the better method of presenting these historic facts. When referring to an event as of one or two million of years ago, we intend to date such an occurrence back to that number of years from the early decades of the 20th century of the Christian era. We will thus depict these far distance events as occurring in even periods of thousands, millions, and billions of years. Uh, Urantia is of origin in your son, and your son is one of the multifarious offspring of the Andronover Nebula, which was one time organized as a component part of the physical power and material matter of the local universe of Nebadon. And this great nebula itself took origin in the universal force charge of space in the super universe of or Orvantin long, long ago. At the time of the beginning of this recital, the primary master force organizers of paradise had long ago been in full control of the space energies, which were later organized as whoa, the Andronova Nebula. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Okay, whoa. <laughs> Talk about doze off. Mix. <laughs> yes, but no, uh, not about to doze off. However, if I'm not mistaken, is Urantia not the story of the one that John Smith 
fucking stole his uh the book of mormons which later became prophesized by the weirdo who decided that there were aliens out there and they created mankind in like one of them shit in the water or something like that and somehow man walked out of the ocean uh the scientologist dude what the hell's his name l ron hubbard l ron hubbard yes is this not the story where this came from? This is the one that they claim that he like completely bifurcated the story from and said, Oh no, no, this is Scientology. Maybe. This is the church of Scientology. Like two homos banging each other in the butt. The next thing you know, it was I, a fucking green man walking on the universe. I don't know. That's, that's what I think this is. If I, this is my first introduction to Urantia. I'm kind of fascinated actually. No, I, I think this is the, connotation that l ron hubbard stole from and well we we almost kind of got to know that l ron hubbard is one of those interesting fellas um i mean he was part of the whole cover-up of the moon landing and uh supposedly space force sp time force space, and everything space sense. that like star wars was a documentary and and um, L. Ron Har Hubbard was a, a part of it. And yeah, well, I that think whole thing, Disney, I, George Lucas, L. Ron Hubbard, I, I don't fucking know. Because it goes into a lot of the uh, same, it has a lot of the same, because everything in the L. Ron Hubbard universe, whenever you get, because like, it was the weirdest shit, all right? So L. Ron Pervert, you're right on that, Jake Wendo yeah, Master. I, yes. Hell yeah. However, there was crazy shit. So we're sitting there at the firehouse one day and we get this knock at the door. I'm like, what the fuck is that? So we go answer the door. Some dude standing there, just a weird looking fella. Just one of those guys. You're just like, there's something wrong with you. Not sure what's really wrong with you. And you very quickly realize that there is something, there's some serious issues here. Old dude hands me a box and inside the box is nothing but L Ron Hubbard books from like his first book to like his 25th book. And it's really funny because like normally writers, they're very sanctimonious in their later writings. Connor, what the fuck are you posting? Is that a rock? Yeah, he's, he's special. He's one of those special kids. You, know? <laughs> you should play his clip. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries. This is for you, bud. <laughs> Look, here's We're the thing. Be fine. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm kind of retarded. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, we, we get this, we get this big box and I'm sitting there going, holy crap, this is hysterical. So we start opening them up. I started reading them. I, I got to be honest. I got like to the third book. But it's really weird how L. Ron Hubbard's books, they start out huge. Like the first couple in the series are gigantic. And they get really, 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 really small. <laughs> I uh, I never did read those. They're actually pretty funny. I was like sitting there going, no way. You believe that there's these little Martians that came down here in the form of microbial DNA. Somehow, in, like almost like invasion of the body snatchers. No Parasit shit. Parasitic? Like yes. The, like the Vril? Yes. Like... Uh, yeah. Not so much parasitic like the vril. Like the vril, Josh's idea. You just said invasion of the body snatchers. That's literally what that is. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, I guess it is. It, it was just funny. It was just really funny to read. And I, I maybe gotta, it's not so funny after all. No, I think it's hysterical. Well, I mean, you can think that, but I think it's a fucking riot. What if he was right? Yeah, if that if he's right, then I need to start doing a lot more drugs. Okay. A lot more. Okay. Well, maybe. Um, 
Yeah. Okay. Hold on. What? We got a rumble comment from Glassman Green. Let me get in there. Oh. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's what this is. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm after reading just that part, I can tell you that like it's sounding like that way. Um, I'll run Hoover in the first church of appliantology. <laughs> because it starts talking about the Androvener uh, system, which is, uh, uh, yeah, almost positive that this is what it is. I think this is, he was like a part of this. And then like he broke away because they didn't go far left enough on it. And so then they d decided, yeah, whatever, we're just going to roll with this and just see how it works. And he wrote some other books and got a whole bunch of amassed a very large following and uh, yeah, it turned into a religion. Um, they haven't blasted off yet. And I don't think anybody's killed themselves. So what do they think about bees? I have no idea. Honeybees specifically. No idea. You know, it's really interesting. I was, I was listening to a tinfoil hat today um, from a couple days ago. Anyway, this guy that was on head, he, he talks about his bee theory, which he's gotten. So this guy went hunting Nazis in South America. That was on tinfoil hat, right? Like, Oh, I listened to this guy. You listened yeah. to this guy. You heard the bee theory, yeah. right? That in a bees, in a honeybee's thorax or any, whatever, in a honeybee's thorax, there is actually an anti-gravity chamber and that they, all the technology that we have, all the UFOs and all that shit is all designed off of a honeybee. And apparently this entomologist dude in Siberia took the wings off of like cockroaches, like these flap, those back flap wings and stitched them all together and made an anti-gravity flying saucer out of a pallet and some insect wings. Well, you know, what's weird is we saw, um, and yes, bees are very important, important. They do know royalty. The bees do know, um, they, and actually I think bees are aliens like cats are aliens. You think everybody's aliens? No, just bees and cats. And so really me. quick looking at like a bee or a fly or something of that nature, the motion of the wings is kind of, something very important, especially, especially aeronautically, um, lift cannot be explained. Let nope. me, let me say that again. Lift cannot be explained. For instance, something that twirls like a helicopter. All right. The blades, um, on a helicopter, everybody, everybody says, if I asked you and I'm going to, I'm just going to ask everybody as a whole, and you can answer on the chat. Do plane, do helicopters fly? No. Stop. You're not allowed to answer. <laughs> Everybody else, do helicopters fly? Do you believe helicopters fly? Anyone? Okay, good. Engines? Okay. They, they, you're right. They don't. The helicopters beat air into submission. They literally beat air into submission uh, to basically get lift. They only get lift in one corner of the rotation of the blades. So for instance, if you took the blades, took the nose of the aircraft and you put it forward and the tail in the back, okay. And you drew a line center straight and then left to right. So that front right corner is the only part that provides lift to a helicopter. So when you see 
fly more or less not really flies because flies aren't a very good example because they're still all one wing there is something that they call bi-wing or biped um Bi flight. bifold wings no, or something bi biped flight okay which is two independent wings on the same side that act independent of each other however provide lift hmm in a movie just recently you all saw it i saw it dune the newest version of dune they use the dragonfly wing out of for aircraft on the planet yep Okay, the dragonfly wing is the most prominent biped lift-producing wing that's out there. They fly in reversed figure eights very quickly, and they make a humming noise when they're flying. They can go to straight standard flight where they're just sitting at lift or at normal. They can go to forward flight. They can even reverse. They can even fly upside down. That's how fast the wings can change direction. So the idea of those wings working in can, you know, in tandem like that is pretty ridiculous, but it basically is. And if you look at it, it is a very in the middle of the wing would basically be anti-gravity. Yeah. Because the way that wing hums, the sound vibration alone is What's my personal thought is what provides it lift. Yep. I could see that. So I, there is a possibility to that theory. I think that is a theory that we can't ignore yet. So maybe bees were military, given to us by aliens so that we could eventually develop the technology of uh, the problem with the anti-gravity flight. Their wings are one. Yeah, they fold, but they fold in the middle. Yep. Where uh, flies don't. Nope. Dragonflies don't. Nope. Dragonflies, two independent wings that operate together. That's why when you when they smash up against your windshield when you're doing 90 down the highway, you see four wings. Yeah, no, it's uh, bees, um, those nasty-ass flying cockroaches. Yeah. Those fucking German cockroaches, those things are nasty. Um, it would not surprise me if those were aliens as well. Possibly. Seriously, it's gross. They're so gross. Well, they would survive a nuclear blast, so... Yeah. Uh, Jay Quendo Master, no, that is not Bob. That is our teenager who's babysitting for my parents' animals right now. You're more than welcome <laughs> to beat his ass, too. If he's in here, he deserves it. <sighs> yeah. Uh Con Q is our is our uh, is our child. So that's why he's so annoying. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna write okay. this one off as Scientology. Uh, times seven. Not bad though, but not a bad start. That, I, that's what we're here for. That's yeah. kind of the point. Okay, we can might might be able to beat some of this other shit out. Um, of actually, I'm, I think I'm going to go read that whole thing after this because I think it's it's interesting. I I mean I wouldn't mind digging into it a little bit further, but um, yeah. Also, bees just sting once. Yeah, and they have to give their lives to protect. Yeah, very selective. Mm -hmm. But not only that, they have their own royalty. They have royalty within them, but they also can tell royalty of humans, which is weird. Yep. They're aliens. They've got to be That's little aliens. Never been stung by a bee. Very, very small aliens that Bees like fly me. and land on you. They do. They land on me all the time. Little shits. They never, they don't sting me. They never stung me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now a hornet. Hornets. Oh, Hornets got fucking. Yeah, I put my hand on the bottom of. I was uh, running crepe paper at my parents' wedding along a railing, and I put my hand up, like under the railing. And I put it on 
a hornet or a wasp or something and it stung me. That's the only time I've ever been stung. So you deserved it, probably. Yeah. Wow. You'll have that in them big jobs. I mean, I did kind of try and inadvertently kill it, so I couldn't really blame it. Well, you're but, gonna have that. So yeah. what's next? So we got uh we we'll get rid of that one. Yeah. I've been bitten by a wasp, but not stung. The like, white, the white face ones are the worst. That 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 little. I told him not to worry about it. I was just painting near him, and I wasn't going to disturb his hive. And I got too close, and the little fucker bit me right on the knuckle. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" I told you I wasn't going to hurt you, and then he fucking bit me. He doesn't talk to you, you retard. He didn't sting me, but he bit me. How did you talk to him? No, I just <laughs> told him. I just talked to him, like I talked to the dogs. Today, fucker, look here. <laughs> I'll fucking light your ass on fire. <laughs> no, I, I used to do that all the time. What? Tell them that you're going to light them on fire? Yeah. <laughs> we go knock down their nests into paper bags, douse them in gasoline, throw them on somebody's fucking porch and light it on fire. Well, when I bring home bees, then don't do that. No. Yeah. No. I, I might start beekeeping. I, I, I might, I might honestly <laughs> think about drowning you out in the pond. <laughs> How good can you swim with a 20-foot fucking pound uh, cinder block good. attached to you? Come on. We can do honey. Honey's awesome. Okay. Okay. These are really good. They're okay. so good for all the plants, all the flowers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you know what I spray, right? Every year on the lawn and everything else. Yeah. Can't help it if it happens to get in the fucking little, their little we traps. Have, no, you spray it on your side of the lawn, not on my oh, side no, of the no, lawn. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the way this works, No, bitch. no, no. This is Sorry. Like, you told me that I could have that side, <laughs> and you were going to have that side. So I'm taking that side, and you're not no. spraying your chemical-ass shit on there. No. No. It's not the way. Shut up. And I'm putting bees in. Anyway, <laughs> I haven't, you know, Lindsay, I just, I uh, said, Vila, you have so many cool hobbies. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> get him. I, I don't need to fight. My son will pick up my fucking hair. I will uh, let him go. I yes, haven't, sir, continue. I, I haven't ever like started beekeeping or anything like that, but I did get a book off of the freaking, the, um, Ingerson, Ingersoll Lockwood. Lockwood Yes. website yes about like no you didn't you i did. did you got a book about keeping which a beekeeping which i totally thought meant that you wanted me to start like keeping bees no 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 but no it was on the matter? fucking website it doesn't matter <laughs> oh anyway don't worry connor we have a book for you to read too about uh what is it thorium yes thorium yep you're gonna you're it's gonna the other nuclear uh, save the world through uh, a new form of energy so yeah you're, you're the only one smart smart enough in the house to understand it. So. Maybe you could build us a water engine and make us some money. There you go. You little shit. No, then they'll, then they'll set him up as a school shooter and kill him. Uh, good point. Yeah. Or a supermarket that. shooter. Or, yeah. Because, uh, or getting shot by a supermarket. Yeah, exactly. Um, Bringing full cows home, growing all kinds of <laughs> yeah, things. Ducks. So cool. <laughs> Yeah. Well, there are a lot you know of what? Hobbies. She's killing fucking ducks <laughs> left, right, and center. Shut up. That was the fox. That wasn't me. Dude, I just chased those ducks around for like 20 minutes around the pool to get them back into the dog crate so that they wouldn't get eaten by the damn fox. Yeah. I think I'm going to put them in the enclosure with the chickens now that they're, um, you know. Well bred. Yeah. So, well, I don't think anything can get into that enclosure. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Don't know. So, anyway. either way. 
Oh, yeah. Full dead cows. You're right, Connor. <laughs> Not yet. When we get back to so, Orlando, we'll have a full what, dead uh, cow. Okay. No, it's a half dead. They literally just slit his throat. I'm just going to stick it on your plate and you can stop bitching that we haven't had steak in a week. I thought we're only getting half of a cow. <laughs> now we're getting a whole cow. <laughs> now we're getting a whole cow. It's always been a whole cow. No, you told me it was a half a cow. Uh, well, Conspiracy theories abound, folks. You tell me. All right. Uh, Patriots try to overthrow the government. Uh, yeah. Well, will it happen or do you... Is this it's just like a dream or would you like us to? I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> um I haven't yet tried to overthrow the government, son. If I tried to overthrow the government, <laughs> it would have already happened and we would not have lost. That's true. That's a true story. But Patriots overthrow the government. Try to overthrow the government. Um you you act as if it's an option. I, I, I don't think it's going to be an option. <laughs> Negative Ghost Rider fly, fly by, by denied. denied. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I argue with people about this all the time. They, they seem to think that. <laughs> they seem to think that we tried to overthrow the government on January 6th, which is absolutely not true. Yeah, never happened. Um, because if we had over tried, tried to overthrow the government at that We'd point, still have it. we would have gone armed, number one. Um, yeah, and and we would have succeeded. Number two, so we didn't try. Not to say that that's not something that we're not holding in reserve, or that's not being compliment or contemplated. contemplated. But um, as of right now, no, not not hey! trying to overthrow the government. Fucking idiots! Yeah, just trying to run herd on the insane puppy posse. I'm going to destroy him. Okay. So other than that. Next yeah. one. What makes you think you can do better? I shudder to think what sort of government the Chuds would devise. Well, you obviously haven't been listening the last like what three weeks, four weeks. We've well, this actually is, this is avenging pineapple. Yeah, I know. We've actually described in full detail exactly what kind of government we would run. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot better than what I've heard coming yeah. from anybody else. So, because Joe Biden has been an inspiration. As he should have been we to everybody else. We literally can't fuck it up worse than he did. So, what's the problem? First time, yeah. Probably. Uh, he, I, I've seen Avenging Pineapple, I think, in here once or twice before. You guys kind of tore him apart. And I've seen him on Dustin's show every once in a while, too. And you guys tore him apart there, too. So, <laughs> I, the, the kid's got balls, though. He's yeah. coming back. I'll give him that, you know? So it's all good. All right. Give us a conspiracy theory, guys. Something to, to something to play with, something to dig into, something fun. Ah, if top secret time travel and time viewing programs are a real thing, is the government aware and controlling the crazy town times we're in now? So <clears throat> hold on. That's a lot right there. That's a great so one. So top secret time <laughs> top secret time travel and time viewing. Uh, first of all, are they a real thing? Depends on what you consider a real thing. Time viewing, yes. Time travel, I don't know. Because I would say that um, time travel, I'm not so sure of. But time viewing, yes. 
if 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 you think that time viewing depends on your perception of what time viewing is, um, if you had a computer system, Alice, you could definitely view time. What you're viewing though is not necessarily time. What you're viewing are everything in our past loaded up to one point and then you're seeing a multiverse of possibilities of what could be where portals yeah possibly um are those portals connectable interchangeable possibly um did is what we saw in stargate a possibility i don't see why not unless there were different um Apparently, there's a, an entrance to Hollow Earth in the Grand Canyon. I have not heard that, but I, I are portals possibly? Yes, there are portals possibly. Mm-hmm. I I would not disagree on that one. Um, as for the time travel, I'm not sure if we're in. I, I don't know if we've gotten to time travel yet. We haven't been able to uh, break. Um, sp- I, I don't think we've been able, we've broken, I know we've broken the sound. We haven't broken light speed yet. That's going to be the big one. We break light speed. I got a feeling that we're going to figure out a lot about time travel. Light speed, uh, however, this is the little part that we have a problem with. We can break the sound barrier here. Why can't we break light speed? I don't know. Scientifically, anybody, anybody, why can we not break light speed on Earth? It's a scientific thing. Son, if you don't answer, I will kill you. (laughs) Just letting you know right now. What was the deal with the metal pillars a few years ago? Light speed cannot be broken here on Earth for one very simple reason. It's called friction. <laughs> Wait a minute. What is this? Okay, this is funny. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, pineapple, you're, you're, hey, whatever happens you can't to you be in here, but and a conservative? Uh, I'm going to let you just deal with it. But uh, you can't be, I, every I conservative you can't be knows a, a liberal Clinton, and a conservative. Time right, travel back to Dealey Plaza fired the shot that killed Kennedy. I know this because Q told the Tooth Fairy and Mary Poppins he saw Hillary at the grassy knoll. This is true. Just ask any conservative. Avenging Pineapple, are you mentally retarded? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Yeah, because he said you can't be Christian and a conservative. And our son said, now that's just bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Avenging Pineapple, I can tell you this much. Yeah, you're you're obviously still a baby killing homo. So how about you just go ahead and exit stage left? Yeah, seriously. Because it's probably going to do you better. Okay, Outdoor Gal, what metal pillars are you referring to? Do you know what metal pillars? I, that's news to me. The rods of God, maybe? Ellsworth said time travel as it relates to space travel. Well, I mean, the space-time continuum is directly related. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, are you talking about like uh, Black Hole, the Black... Um, oh, what the fuck was the name of that fucking movie? Where they went up there trying to search for a new Earth and ended up going through a black hole as Matthew McConaughey and he left his kids behind. Interstellar? Interstellar. Mm-hmm. 
Is that kind of like what you're referring to there? Sure. Because that would be, yeah, that would be interesting. I, I don't know how that would work out. Yeah. But yes, I, I've never seen, well, I mean, again, space, space travel, whatever. Um, yeah. They are. Space and time are on the same coordinate plane. Well, what's the one thing that always continues to happen? Time. No matter what we do, we can't stop time. Mm -hmm. Haven't figured out how to roll the earth backwards. And apparently we're constantly hurtling through space in it. It's 666,000 miles per hour yeah. in a, in a helix. Yes. So if that's the case, when they leave the earth in a spaceship, how do they go fast enough to catch it again? That's another great question. I'm just, I mean, I'm just wondering. That just adds to more flat. I'm just spitballing concepts. here. I know. Why is it does that it never looks like they actually make it? They just kind of curve. Right we have we saw that video. Yes, yeah. I know. No, I mean just I kind of filmed that video actually. So, all right. Uh, ooh, Tara's here. What are we space talking about at the moment? Gay. Thank you, Jake. Yeah. See, I don't know that space is fake and gay per se. I do think the Earth is flat. I think it's also hollow, and I think it's also a globe. I watched a documentary on a chosen few. Dick punch. There were there may be a six degree of separation. Ooh, I told you about the chosen few. You know that uh, 132 was the only army unit that was there at the battle for chosen for the chosen reservoir. Uh, only army unit out of all those Marines. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what they're called randomly appeared, but how they get there. I think mostly in the desert. It was funny to see a meme with Trump dancing inside it. I don't know what that's about, but I'm sure it's important. You can't have time without space as you can't have space without time. But oh, they're on the same yeah. plane, you goofball. Okay, I remember that. Um, the, the, the random obelisks like appeared in the desert. Those metal obelisks appeared all over the world. There's a meme of Trump dancing with one a couple years back. Find me the meme. Find me something to look up and I will look it up. Let me see. Uh, metal, metal obelisks. Mm -hmm. Metal. Obelisks. These. Yeah. Uh, no, that's that's like for your garden and shit. No, no, uh, that's not. Look that's, up metal obelisk appear in desert. Mysterious metal obelisk in yep. U.S. desert draws wildlife UFO conspiracy theories. Yep. That's no, no, no. That's for your garden. Well, no, I was it's looking not at for the my Amazon fucking... fucking website you're looking at, Jackass. Right, so. so let me see. Let me bring this up. Let me do some magic stuff here. It's very interesting. Let me see. Uh, all right, here we go. In command plus plus. A mysterious metal obelisk found in the remote western United States desert has inflamed the imaginations of UFO spotters, conspiracy theorists, and Stanley Kubrick fans around the world. The shiny triangular pillar, which protrudes approximately 12 feet from the red rocks of southern Utah, was spotted last Wednesday by baffled locals 
local officials counting bighorn sheep from the air. Landing to investigate, Utah Department of Public Safety crew members found a metal monolith installed in the ground, but no obvious indication of who might have put the monolith there. It is illegal to install structures of art without authorization on federally managed public lands. So no matter what planet you're from, warned the agency in a tongue-in-cheek press release Monday. <laughs> uh, news of the discovery quickly went viral online, with many noting the object's similarity with the strange alien monoliths that trigger huge leaps in human progress in Kubrick's classic sci-fi 2001 A Space Odyssey. Others remarked on its discovery during a turbulent year that has seen the world gripped by COVID-19 pandemic and optimistically speculated it could have a different function entirely. This is the reset button for 2020. Can someone please press it quickly? Joked one Instagram user. Up close it reads COVID vaccine inside, wrote another. With officials refusing to discuss Close the object's location out of fear that hordes of curious sightseers would flock to the remote wilderness. A race has also begun online to geolocate the obelisk using surrounding rock formations. People are smart. Yeah. Brett Hutchings, the pilot who happened to fly over the obelisk, speculated the obelisk had been planted by some new wave artist. Some observers pointed out the object's resemblance to the avant-garde work of John McCracken. U.S. US artist who lived for a time in nearby New Mexico and died in 2011. On Tuesday, a spokeswoman for uh, his representative, David Zwimmer, said it was not one of McCracken's works, but possibly by a fellow artist paying homage. However, later in the day, Zwimmer gave another statement in which he suggested the piece was indeed by McCracken, meaning it had lain undiscovered in the desert for nearly a decade. The gallery is divided on this. Zwimmer said, I believe this is definitely by John. He added... Who would have known that 2020 had yet another surprise for us? Just when we thought we'd seen it all, let's go see it. Either way, Hutchins admitted it was about the strangest thing I've come across out there in all my years of flying. They're kind of joking around that if one of us suddenly disappears and the, the rest of us make a run <laughs> for it, he told local news channel. Yeah, that's it. That's it right there, though. Hmm. How many have been found? Just one? That was November 25th, 2022. Are there more? I wonder. I want to say. I mean, from what it looks like there is. There's only that one I'm seeing. Uh, there's another story about it. An mm. Anomalian. Anomalian. Um, and this is the no, uh, November 23rd, 2020. No, that one's in Utah, but here's this one. Strange metal obelisk suddenly appears in Woodmont neighborhood of Des Moines, Iowa, June 21st, 2021. Really? A strange metal obelisk structure suddenly appeared overnight in the Woodmont Beach area of Des Moines, according to a neighbor who sent us these photos. And it has some strange writing on it. There's a lot of stone monoliths. I don't see a look up, metal one. Yeah, look up Des Moines. Worldwide. Worldwide, bitches. Oh, shit. What is that? Monoliths appearing around the world. Utah, California. UK. They said 87? Yeah. Oh, wait. And then Utah's desert monolisk disappeared? Why are these strange uh, monuments appearing around the world? Shiny pillars have been erected with no explanation. The sites across the world. Um, 
Oh, I got to register. Fuck you. I'm not paying your bullshit. Uh, popped up surprising places over the past few weeks to include the American dentist at British Beach and the Belgian fields. Several of these tall, shiny pillars have now been found in sites around the globe without any warning or explanation since mid-November. Uh, yeah, I'm not paying to fucking be here, you piece of shit. No, it's registered for free to continue reading, but okay. Uh, Utah, California, yeah. At least 87... Yes, 87 have appeared worldwide. Around the world. Yeah, right here. Let's see here. Utah employee founds a mysterious metal structure in Canyon. After discovery of months, at least 87 similar structures have been popped up around the world. Uh, several monolith makers told insiders that they built the structures to end 2020 on a high note. <laughs> okay. Um. How high do you have to be? I'm just wondering. Let's just put big metal dicks all over the place. Utah uh, state employees were conducting a survey of wild bighorn sheep when they saw it. Yeah, we just read that one. Yeah. The uh, same day, a second monolith appeared in Piatra, Niemt, where? Romania. Same day. Uh, second only to disappear on Piatra, Niemt, Romania, only to appear December 2nd when a third appeared in Astra. Uh, uh, Toscadero, California. Toscadero, California, yes. After those three, another monolith appeared, then another. Within a month after the Utah monolith was discovered, at least 87 similar metallic towers have popped up all around the world. Often beautiful structures have been spotted in California, Netherlands, Morocco, Canada, Australia, and dozens of other locations. They're heaps. I love it. I think it's gear. Some kind of meme, an idea that catches on. I think a lot about this year a whole. It says a lot about this year as a whole. Alex Popolov, otherwise known as a prankster artist. I did a thing, told Insider. Popolov is taking credit for installing the model in Melbourne, Australia. Well, that's it. That eliminates that one. If he's taking credit for one, it means it's human made. Everybody's kind of uh, been kind of in a shit world, Travis Kearney, another monolith maker, told Insiders. Uh, he has some friends were, uh, were behind the monolith in Atascadero, California. Maybe all the diverse monolith work in conjunction with the border wall sound anomalies. Interesting. Let's see. Uh, here you go. When Kenny and his buddy uh, Wade McKenzie installed their monolith atop Pine Mountain and a, a, Tosca, a Toscadero, they are the only uh, only knew of two others monoliths in Utah and Romania. Adding the third felt like an obvious move. If you remember 2001, a space odyssey, you know, the three monoliths Kenny previously told Insider, I'm like, you know, there's going to be a third. It's going to happen. So why don't we build it? So, all right. So humans built them. Not maybe not all of them. Some of them were. Yeah, come on. This is a fucking. This is a thing where people are fucking. Yeah, let me build a monolith. How about you go start a war all over the world? Seems random. Well, it's like that. Uh, what was the 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 craze where people were sitting there doing a whole. Uh, um, <laughs> what was your first your first gift? Break of weed. Only your son. Mm -hmm. Only your son. That would have been an excellent first anniversary gift, but um, no, no, just no. All right. Well, it, it, well, that was a good one. In the yard of a DC home, 
All right, all over the place. Where? Go up a little. There's a yeah. See, monolith discovered in yard of DC home under a timeline of mysterious metal monolith. Travelchannel.com. Go up. Right here. Yep. Where do you see DC home? Monolith discovered in yard of DC home. Yes, don't see that one. You can't read the banner that's on the picture? On timeline of mysterious metal monoliths? Oh, well, that's not a DC that's home. Right. That's not a DC monolith home. Monolith discovered in yard of DC home. That's literally what it says. But it's not a DC home. That's, oh my God. Look I at the background. reading it. Look at the fucking background. Look at the words on the page. I saw it, but that's not a DC home. No. idiot. Oh, November 18th. November 27th, December 2nd, December 6th, Isle of Wight, D.C. and the Netherlands. That's in the U.K. D.C. is not in the U.K. D.C. most certainly is. The District of Columbia is in the U.K.? It's not the District. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, let's see. Oh my fucking lord! Uh Tom Dunfer—that's a good British name. Stumbled upon the glistening metallic structure on Compton Beach around seven thirty in the morning while walking his dog. He told Sky News, "I knew all about the monolith stories recently, so I recognized it straight away." It stood twelve to tw uh, ten to twelve feet tall and featured a high, re highly reflective surface. Yeah. All right then. Yeah, see, there's my problem right there. All right. Strange monolith found in Compton. Get the fuck out of here. Strange monolith found in, D in Compton. Well, apparently the last. You Did know, it get shot? <laughs> Desert Beauty, that was in uh, 2020. This was all going down. 2020 and 2021. The Netherlands. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, Washington, D.C. Okay, I guess. Third monolith on December 3rd appeared in D.C. man's front lawn. See? Bill Anderson right. told Fox 5 Asshole. that everything had been normal where his family departed from morning walk. However, upon his return, they found the prism embedded in the landscaping. <laughs> Dude, that's his neighbors fucking with him because he's like some big dick. He's like, hey, don't go walking on my grass, kids. And the kids are like, watch this. Fuck you, dick. Anderson's neighbors hadn't seen or heard anything out of the ordinary. Bullshit. Bullshit. Well, okay. So here's a question. What if not all of them are planted? Uh, and what if they didn't come out of the sky, but rather what if they came up from out of the ground? Wouldn't it still look? No, it wouldn't look. Uh, so what's the difference between planting and uh, coming from the sky and coming from the ground? What's the difference? What are the physical disturbances and differences that you would see if you were looking at it? Uh, Have you ever seen anything projected into the ground? No. Okay. So mm -hmm. for that aspect, okay, let's just take it for one second. Okay. Just do me a favor. Grab your little drink there. Okay. Grab your drink. Seriously. We're going to do a little bit. We're, we're going to do some science stuff. No, the other one, the cheaper one. Not my wine. Yeah. My juice. All right. So we're going to do a little science experiment here. Ready? Mm -hmm. Like, watch, watch, watch. Uh huh. See that? Watch yeah. that drop. 
Yeah. What happened to the to everything the, went out. Okay, everything yeah. went out, right? Okay, so let's believe for one second that this is a gigantic metal obelisk that's completely uh and has not been touched by everything else has been flying through our atmosphere and you mean to tell me it hasn't like burn up just a little bit? No, had no scorching on it. No, 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 not according to these people. There's nope. no scorching. Nope. So this some bitch is flying in and boop, it lands on the ground, right? What is going to happen to something's them? gonna blow up? So the ground's gonna do this. It's gonna give up like yep. this. It's gonna give up like this. Okay. So if it came up from the ground, okay, mm -hmm. so it's gonna displace the earth that it that and it's gonna push it up with it. There you go. Yep. So One's driving it down, one's bringing it up. So which way is, when you're looking at these monoliths, as we're looking around, Yeah. Um, which way do you think these monoliths are going? Because the way I'm looking at it, um, from all the three that you could actually see where the monolith actually made contact with the ground, which way from the three that we looked, we saw it looked like something had driven it into the ground. It didn't look like it came up from the ground. Yeah. It looked like something driven it literally on top of that monolith. You would still have dirt of some sort on the top of it because if it came up from the ground, the dirt would have stuck to it and been a stuck atop. Yeah. Those look clean as all get the fuck out of them. So like there weren't even any fingerprints on them. So, so I, I'm just I'm just saying that I don't I don't, I, right. I don't believe in the monolith. I, I mean it's interesting. I don't know how to make it any more interesting than that though. Okay. So just a weird metal monolith. Anyone else? What else you got? I thought I saw another one out there. Uh Jaquan Masters said something about a Hollowworth mini dig. Ooh, well that's more you, babe. That is where me. am I going for that? Um the hollow earth. Da, da, da. No. No, but I did actually just did I keep this story? Wait, wait, I, I have a um, you do Hollow Earth Wikipedia. I wonder if I can oh I can't send that to there. I I had something for avenging pineapple real quick here, but the hollow earth concept is the planet is entirely hollow or contains a substantial interior space, notably suggested by Edmund Haley in the late 17th century. The nation, the notion was disproven first tentatively by Pierre, uh, Pierre Bourget in 1740 and then definitively by Charles Hutton in his Shishala. <laughs> oh, I can't even fucking pronounce that Shishaliani experiment in 1774. Um, it was, def um, it was still occasionally defended through the mid 19th century, notably, notably by John Clive Simmons Jr. and Jeremiah N. Reynolds. By the time the particular world and the pseudoscience was no longer scientifically viable hypothesis, the concept of hollow earth reoccurs in folklore and in the premises of subterranean sub, uh, fiction and subgrins of adventure fiction. Okay, I just sent you a text message with this article that I was talking about. I didn't get it. Okay, well, check again because it should be there. There you go. 
If I can, I can't open it. Why not? I don't know. Okay. Uh, what the fuck's going on? I was in Hollow Earth, all right? Specific. Okay. I was in Hollow Earth. There we go. This one? Yep. Where is it? Uh, Jaekwondo Master, our son's doing a pretty good job of um, putting this guy in his place. So, well, let him have at it. He's doing what? Oh, uh, avenging pineapples going off, saying, um, "Oh, who? Who? I don't even know." Um, and Connor said, "I don't even consider myself a conservative, and I can tell you're speaking out of your ass. And I'm only 15. I can tell when some man baby likes to go on the internet and talk down to minors." <laughs> man baby no. yeah i like it all, all right. right buddy keep getting it fantastic get it all right so this caught my eye the other day i'm glad it's in the mysterious the mysterious tale of a lost subterranean city beneath the grand canyon yeah right, right? uh so there have long been tales of lost cities and civilizations lurking out past the horizon and the boundaries of what we know such uh stories of such isolated pockets have come to us from the most remote mountains, jungles, and wild places of our world, many of them lost to the mists of time and leaving us to wonder if they ever existed at all. From the wilds of the U.S. state of Arizona comes one such tale involving a mysterious explorer who allegedly stumbled upon a lost city beneath the earth, the likes of which no one had ever seen. In April 5th, 1909, uh, let's see, in the April 5th, 1909 edition of the Arizona Gazette, located among various mundane news of the time, there's an article that jumps off the page with a spectacular title of Mysteries of Immense Rich Cavern Being Brought to Light, Remarkable Finds Indicate Ancient People Migrated from Orient. It revolves around an explorer by the name of G.E. Kincaid, who sometime before had been making his way through the Grand Canyon along the Colorado River in a boat looking for minerals when he noticed some unusual stains in the sedimentary formation about 2,000 feet above the riverbed. It was unusual enough that he pulled ashore and with great difficulty made his way up the cliffs to find the mouth of a cave meandering off into the dank darkness, as well as some steps that led away from the entrance and some chisel marks on the wall. Intrigued, Kincaid made his way several hundred feet along the main passage into the dark, coming to a crypt full of mummies and relics. Realizing he'd made an extraordinary discovery, Kincaid then repeatedly went off back down the river to report what he had found to the Smithsonian Institute. Go down. Mm, okay. Under the direction of a Professor S.A. Jordan, the Smithsonian Institute then allegedly launched a thorough exploration into the cave to find that the main passageway penetrated nearly a mile underground, about 1,480 feet below the surface, where it joined a massive chamber of some sort from which branched off a series of tunnels like the spokes of a wheel. Along these tunnels could be found an array of rooms filled with numerous artifacts and having obviously once been inhabited, as well as some sort of shrine, and Kincaid would describe it all in great detail, saying, The main passageway is about 12 feet wide, narrowing to 9 feet toward the further end. About 57 feet from the entrance, 
The first passages branch off to the right and left, along which on both sides are a number of rooms about the size of ordinary living rooms today, although some are 30 to 40 feet square. These are entered by oval-shaped doors and are ventilated by round air spaces through the walls into the passages. The walls are about three feet six inches in thickness. The passages are chiseled or hewn as straight as could be laid out by an engineer. The ceilings of many of these rooms converge to a center. The side passages near the entrance run at a sharp angle from the main hall, but toward the rear, they gradually reach a right angle in direction. Over 100 feet from the entrance is a cross hall, several hundred feet long, in which was found the idol or image of the people's god, sitting cross-legged with a lotus flower or lily in each hand. The case of the face, uh, the cast of the face is oriental, and the carving shows a skillful hand, and the entire is remarkably well preserved, as is everything in this cavern. The idol most resembles Buddha, though the scientists are not certain as to what religious worship it represents. Taking into consideration everything found thus far, it's possible that the worship most resembles the ancient people of Tibet. Surrounding this idol are smaller images, some beautiful in form, other crook neck and distorted shapes, symbolical probably of good and evil. There are two large cacti with protruding arms, one on each side of the dais in which the god squats. All this is carved out of hard rock resembling marble. In the opposite corner of this cross hall were found tools of all descriptions made of copper. These people undoubtedly knew the lost art of hardening this metal, which has been sought by chemists for centuries without results. On a bench running around the workroom was some charcoal and other material probably used in the process. There's also slag and stuff similar to mat showing that these ancient people smelted ores, but so far, no trace of where or how this was done has been discovered, nor the origin of the ore. Among other finds are vases or urns and cups of copper and gold made very artistic in design. The pottery work includes enameled ware and glazed vessels. Kincaid also describes granaries containing seeds, a large storehouse uh, from what appeared to be a type of very hard cement of unknown origin, a huge room about 700 by 400 feet that was thought to have probably been the main dining hall, and traces of a gray metal that could not be identified but which resembled platinum, as well as numerous yellow stones strewn all over the floor. The entire cavern and tunnel system was expansive, estimated to have been able to house upwards of 50,000 people comfortably. Throughout the complex were found to be a myriad of carvings in the walls, doorways, and on artifacts that appeared to be some form of hieroglyphics, of which Kincaid sends, uh, says on all the urns, on the walls, over the doorways, and tablets of stone, which were found by the image, are mysterious hieroglyphics, the key to which the S Smithsonian Institution hopes yet to discover. These writings resemble those found on the rocks about this valley. The engraving on the tablets probably has something to do with the religion of the people. Similar hieroglyphics have been found in the peninsula of Yucatan, but these are not found in the Orient. Some believe that these cave dwellers built the old Yucatan. canals in the Salt River Valley. Among the pictorial writings, only two animals are found. One is of prehistoric type. Hmm. Perhaps one of the strangest and most exciting discoveries was the crypt, which housed several mummies that Kincaid had gotten a glimpse of when he had first furtively ventured into the dimness. 
but which upon closer inspection were much weirder than he had thought, Kincaid says of this crypt. The tomb or crypt in which the mummies are found is one of the largest of the chambers, the walls slanting back at an angle of about 35 degrees. One of these are tiers of mummies, each one occupying a separate hewn shelf. At the head of each is a small bench on which is found copper cups and pieces of broken swords. Some of the mummies are covered with clay and all are wrapped in a bark fabric. The urns or cups on the lower tiers are crudes, while as the higher shelves are reached, the urns are finer in design, showing an interstage of civilization. It is worthy of note that all the mummies examined so far have proved to be male, no children or females being buried here. This leads to the belief that this interior section was the warrior barracks. Rather ominously, the oppressive darkness down there is described as being uncommonly dense and impenetrable, as if actively pushing the light away. And some areas of the cave system were inaccessible or unable to be opened, with the whole complex seeming to be sinister, unfriendly, and totally inhospitable to outsiders. There was one passage in particular that was too forbidding to even attempt to enter, and Kincaid would explain of this and the general spooky and vaguely sinister atmosphere of the cavern system in general. There is one chamber the passageways to which is not ventilated, and when we approached it, a deadly, snarky smell struck us. Our lights would not penetrate the gloom, and until stronger ones are available, we will not know what the chamber contains. Some say snakes, but others boohoo this idea and think that it may contain a deadly gas or chemicals used by the ancients. No sounds are heard, but it smells snaky just the same. The whole underground institution gives one of the shaky nerves the creeps. The gloom is like a weight on one's shoulders, and our flashlights and candles only make the darkness blacker. Imagination can reveal in conjectures and ungodly daydreams back through the ages that have elapsed till the mind reels dizzily in space. Hmm. Yeah. This is weird. What? Where is this at? In the Grand Canyon. Why didn't he get better pictures? A mile, this was in 1905. That he found this. Okay. Um, hold on. Is it this one? Um, go up a little bit. I think it's. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Kincaid is very evasive on the exact location of this alleged underground city and clearly wants to keep it secret, stressing that the cave opening is nearly impossible to access almost 1,486 feet down a sheer Canyon wall. And that since it is on government land, no one will be permitted anywhere near it. And that is pretty much where the article ends. The Arizona Gazette really plays up the sensationalist nature of it all, adding the latest news of the progress of the explorations is of what is now regarded by scientists as not only the oldest archaeological discovery in the United States, but one of the most valuable in the world, which was mentioned some time ago in the Gazette, was brought to the city yesterday by G.E. Kincaid, the explorer who found the great underground citadel of the Grand Canyon during a trip from Green River, Wyoming, down Colorado in a wooden boat to Yuma several months ago. Mr. Kincaid, the archaeologist of the Smithsonian Institute, which is financing the explorations, have made discoveries which almost conclusively prove that the race which inhabited this mysterious cavern, hewn in solid rock by human hands, was of oriental origin or possibly from Egypt, tracing back to Ramses. If their theories are born out of the translation of the tablets engraved with the hieroglyphs, uh, the mystery of the prehistoric people people of North America, their ancient arts, who they were and whence they came will be solved. Egypt and the Nile and Arizona and Colorado rivers, rivers will be linked by a historical chain running back to the ages with 
staggers the wildest fancy of the fictionalist. So what happened next? What other discoveries were made down there in the bowels of the earth? Did this apparent lost subterranean city ever even exist at all? The story has been on, gone on to be discussed ever since, with many theorizing that it was the Egyptians, some forgotten long-lost civilization, or even reptilian humanoids. But there are plenty of skeptics that point out that it was a likely piece of fake news for a slow news day. For their part, the Smithsonian Institute has denied that such an expedition was ever made or that there is anything there, and they denied having ever had any association with a G.E. Kincaid at all who cannot be shown to have ever been a real person. What is going on here, and is any of it true? If so, what does it all mean? Whatever the case may be, it is certainly is all a very strange tale of a lost city hidden from our view and perhaps never meant to have been found. Well, I, I got to agree with Lake Fixon on this one. What the fuck are you talking about? What? I, I'm lost. I, I was lost right after where, where does this come from? It sounds like uh, an ant who didn't pick up after himself. Kind of like my fucking oldest son. No, this, sitting there running his suck right now on this friggin' chat. So shut up kid. This before this I boot you. Explorer who worked for... This was in the Arizona Gazette in the early 1900s. This whole article, story, pictures, <laughs> interview with this guy. Think of Michael and Giza Dream Sheets. No shit. <sighs> I'm like, look, they're from Giza. It's not an area so, in between Egypt and fucking... This, this explorer who worked for the Smithsonian Institute claims yeah. to have found, like he was going down the river... Uh, in a wooden boat and something up on the cliff caught his eye, like a, a, a weird rock formation, a, a weird color, something. And he, he saw an opening. So he pulled the boat onto shore and he climbed the fucking cliff face and he went down this cavern. He all this. Okay. So let me make sure this, I got this right. Okay. And it, it goes it's a mile 1, 000, down. Hold on. Uh huh. It's, it, it's a mile. Let me make yep. sure I get this right. Yep. It's 1,486 feet straight up. And he went from being a fucking sailor to this guy who can all of a sudden. No, 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 no stop, stop. Listen. You got it wrong. He went from being a sailor to all of a sudden he's fucking like Joan of Arc and he can climb mountains with a single boom. No, you got it wrong. It's 1,486 feet from the top of the Grand Canyon. He was at the bottom in a boat. On the river, much closer. Okay, but the Grand Canyon is almost two thousand feet deep at its deepest point. Mm -hmm. So my so we only had to go a thousand feet up again. Five hundred. It's two two thousand minus almost fifteen hundred is five hundred. How does he know the distance from the top to the, to where the canyon is? Uh, rather from the fucking I, I don't know. Was I there in nineteen oh five? Get the, get the you fucking talking bullshit now. Hey, all right. You guys wanted to dig into some hollow earth. What and I'm mean just saying you're, missing? you're not missing anything. I'm missing it too. Wix. I'm, I'm with you. I, I'm sitting here fucking trying to figure out this shit and what she's talking about. See, Jay Quando master said, this is ancient. Many others have searched for, and some claim to have found that area is no longer open to the public. And the Smithsonian so was a, like, wait, nope, there's nothing to see here. No, there's a whole conspiracy about it. Did it ever even exist? I've heard about the conspiracy about the heads the um in South Dakota, uh the city behind the uh the the president's heads. What the fuck is that? Um 
Uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. I've heard of that one. I've never heard of anything about the Grand Canyon before. This is the first I've ever heard of anything about the Grand Canyon. There you go. Some see the Texas trusted. This isn't bullshit either. I, I I'm just saying I've never heard mm -hmm. anything about the Grand Canyon before. I've heard about Mount Rushmore. I've heard about because, like, for instance, let me let let me put it this way to you, okay? The reason Mount Rushmore is a national fucking park is because the government's hiding something. Absolutely. Well, now the reason that that this is no longer public land and you can no longer access that area of the Grand Canyon is because the government's hiding something. For instance, re remember, um, okay, a lot of people don't know this, but Area 51. How did Area 51 become Area 51? Lachland Cave dig real quick. Okay, we'll we'll do that real quick. Okay, but how did Area Fifty One become Area Fifty One? Does anybody um, know? A, an alien craft no. supposedly crashed there. No, that was Roswell, New Mexico. You numbnuts. I what? know. I'm watching the whole series right now. So then, why story. the hell would you fucking say an alien crash uh, crash there? Uh, it was like Pullman Farm, and now it's turned into Area Fifty One or some shit. So. Yes, Mount Rushmore, there's a room that was built to store all the historical documents of the government. Correct. But they found more than just a room. There's more than just one room. I've actually seen the pictures. It's actually a little weird. Um, no, Area 51 became Area 51 because supposedly that's where they tried out their first uh, hydrogen bomb. Okay. Oh. They said that the area was completely fucking contaminated. And basically, if you went there, you'd die. That was kind of the backstory on it. Like Chernobyl. More or less. Bingo. Which Dr. Lee Merritt, sorry, I know this is a little tangent, but um, I know you you were just talking to her. She was on the Two Mics podcast, and she said something about Chernobyl and that uh, you, really, we, you, you really need to get her on now because I'll tell you, uh, she said people don't realize that Chernobyl is still active and running and supplies most of the power to Ukraine just after that one tower blew. There's still like Chernobyl still going. The rest of the plant is still working and operational. Well, yeah, because they were operating via computer. Mm -hmm. And that there is something underneath Chernobyl that Putin has cleared out. No, those were the ton. Okay. Something like that. Anyway, sorry. Uh, sorry. That was I so totally there were. Okay. So examining how nuclear part, uh, radiation works and particles work, right? So they had their blast, right? It blew up K-reactor, right? Mm -hmm. Watch. So the particles went up and they went out, right? Yeah. So the only way the Russians thought they could get in and keep the area cool enough that they could eventually seal the top was by tunneling to Chernobyl. Mm -hmm. And they did. They tunneled underneath for hundreds, if not thousands of feet. And for the first couple thousand feet that they were tunneling, they didn't have any problem removing any of the dirt. They were not getting any, uh, no rads whatsoever. When they got close though, that is when it all kind of went sideways. Everything went pear shaped on them because then they started turning up all this dirt that was fucking horribly radioactive, radioactive. And the guys instantaneously were getting sick, started dying, shit like that. Mm -hmm. It was like thousands of degrees above, like going down there supposedly was like horrible. Yep. It was like walking into a jungle. It was so and humid died, and right? dank. A lot of them did. Yes. So what they, what 
supposedly Putin went and did was get into those tunnels. What was in those tunnels? That's even better question. Who he was sending down there is even a better question from that. Because when they sealed off Chernobyl, most of those tunnels were collapsed on purpose. However, uh, there were several that were still open. And getting to them, I, again, don't know what was down there. Great question. Um, what's dank mean? Dank, mm -hmm. like humid. It's like, ugh. I don't know. It's I don't know how to explain it. Dank is like, it's just dank. What's dank weed? Smells almost musty, wet. wet. Yeah. What about all the Mars images and ruins and structures coming out lately? Uh, I, just, uh, I don't know. I, I They did show those. Uh, there you go, dank nugs. There you go. You. The dank there you, nugs, go. you yeah. know exactly what the hell I'm talking yep. about, punk. Um, I don't know. I there's been a couple questionable ones. I saw some right angles, which is very weird. Um, I, I, I don't know when you see a right angle um, and it's supposedly on a planet that no one else exists on. It is a little weird trying to figure out how the fuck that one worked out, but I've seen a couple of them. Um, All right. Well, what was it? That love lock cave. Uh, he was saying something like that. Yeah. Love lock cave. Look up love lock cave. All right. We'll look that up real quick. Look that up real quick. I'm going to grab some batteries. Since my child's not here. Yes. We'd, we'd yell at you, Connor, to come back and get them, but it'd be a long walk for you. I might actually still do that. So so we're going to what? Love Lock Cave now? Love Lock. Anybody watch, like, uh, have, have any you guys been watching the... Um, now I'm just going to do a, for now, a fucking Wikipedia thing just Wikipedia. to get a general idea of it, what it is, what we're talking about. Uh, Lovelock Cave, NBCH 18, is a North American archaeological site previously known as the Sunset Guano Cave. Horseshoe Cave and the Loud Site 18. The cave is about 150 feet long, 35 feet wide. Lovelock Cave is one of the most important classic sites in Great Basin region because the conditions of the cave uh, are condu conductive, conducive to the preservation of organic and inorganic material. The Cave was placed in the National Registry uh, Register of Historic Places on May 24, 1984, the first major cave in the Great Basin to be excavated. The Lovelock Cave people are part of the University of California um, Archaeological Community's Lovelock Cave Station. A uh, large rock shelter in the north of uh, modern-day Humboldt Sink. Lovelock Cave is Lake Lanatonin region next to the former lake bed of Lake Lanatonin. It was formed by the lake's uh, currents and wave action. It was the first rock shelter. Eventually, an earthquake collapsed. The overhang of the mouth Lake Lanoa was a large, uh, sure, I have no idea, Pilistonic. Puvial Lake that covered much of the western western Nevada due to uh, Dare Holsland's climate 
and the water elevation dropped much smaller lakes remain, such as Lake Humboldt, Pyramid Lake, or Carson Lake. The dry environment of the cave resulted in the wealth of preserved artifact, provided a glimpse into how people lived in the area, and Lovelock Cave was in use as early as 2580 BC, but it was not intensively inhabited until around 1000 BC. People occupied Lovelock Cave for over 4,000 years. The initial discoveries of artifacts and excavations in the early 20th century were not very well executed, which resulted in a loss of archaeological information. However, more recent investigations were more careful and meticulous. A wealth of knowledge pertaining to the life of the Great Basin has become more important site because many of the unique artifacts have been successfully recovered. Okay. In 1911, two miners, Dave Poo and James Hart, were hired to mine bat guano from the cave used as fertilizer. Uh, they removed a layer of guano and estimated to be three to six feet deep, weighing close to 250 tons. Damn, that's a lot of gas. Damn, shit. that's a lot of shit right there. Um, wow. A.L. Krober sent L.L. Loud, an employee of the Museum of Anthropology, University of California, to recover any materials made from the guano mining in previous year. Loud excavated Lovelock Cave for five months and reportedly collected roughly 10,000 material remains. Majority of uh, archaeological records gathered three areas, a dump outside the cave left by miners, a lower level uh, deposits from the northwest end of the cave, and un undistributed refuse undisturbed refuse or undisturbed refuse along the out, out, outlying edges of the cave unfortunately loud did not maintain comprehensive report of the excavation so detailed information is not available of course it isn't all right so 12 years after the first excavation loud returned to lovelock cave with mr harrington in the summer of 1924 the Museum of the American Indian High Foundation New York commissioned Harrington and Loud, who assisted by local Paiute Indians, attempted to recover any materials left from previous investigations. They found leftover fragments that had been ignored by collectors in the east end and center of the cave. The team also dug to the base of the deposits in the west end. The excavation resulted in the discovery of the famous duck decoy cache. The American Museum of National History, Natural History sponsored Nels Nelson, to conduct a surface collection of Lovelock Cave in 1936. However, no archaeological material recovered was admitted to the museum's collection. Robert Heiser came to Lovelock Cave in 1949 to collect organic material for radi radiocarbon dating. He later returned in 1950 and 1965 with a field group to sift through the remains that the miners left behind in the slope in front of the cave and collect coprolites. And the excavation with Lewis Napton during 1968-1969, disturbed, disturbed human remains, remains were discovered. The remains found were so scattered that a complete recovery was never possible. Human coprolites found at Lovelock Cave are instrumental in piecing together the culture's substance uh, substance patterns, specific, specifically the kinds of food the Indians were eating, primarily birds, fish, and other fauna that live near the lake as well as vegetation, which was collected and stored for winter months. Furthermore, because coprolites are organic material, they can be dated with a radiocarbon dating technique. Okay, but there was something, um, something about uh, redheaded giants in this. So, okay, so they found duck decoys. That's cool. Um, prehistoric sling. All right. Um, 
the burials were between 4,500 and 900 years BP. Where do you see it? Oh, I'm down, further down. Prehistoric slang burials, there we go. They're also similar, approximately contemporaneous Elephant Mountain Cave bundle burials from the Black Rock Desert north of Lovelock, Nevada. Um, the site was extensively looted, and the study is difficult. A pair of sandals from the cave had been radiocarbon dated to 10,000 years ago, making them the oldest footwear ever found in Nevada and among the oldest in the world. Okay, humans started utilizing the cave around 2580 BC, but it was not intensively used until 1000 BC. Two competing hypotheses arose from the investigations of Lovelock Cave. Uh, Heiser and Napton supported a limno-sedentary theory pertaining to life at the site. The view held that the people of the area rarely moved from their base because they had access to such rich and varied resources. This theory is based on the coprolytic material found at Lovelock, which reveals a primary diet of fish and diverse lakeside fare. Uh, Limnomobile view suggests that sites such as Lovelock were only occupied during certain times throughout the year, and the people in the area were very mobile. The Indians were snowbirds? Okay. Lovelock Cave was Possibly. believed to have been extensively occupied during the winter months. Summer months may have been plagued with insects and would make life near a march undesirable. Snowbirds. The finding at the site revealed lengthy periods of occupation and also show the complicated techniques used by the hunters and gatherers to acquire resources. All right. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it is interesting. Smart old duck hunters, I agree. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're, oh, there we go. There we got so the red hair giants. giants. According to Patey Oral History, the Saitaka or Sai are a legendary tribe of red haired cannibalistic giants. Mummified remains of a man six feet six inches tall were discovered by guano miners in Lovelock Cave in 1911. Adrian Mayer writes about the Saitaka in her book, Fossil Legends of the First Americans. She suggests that the giant interpretation of the skeletons from Lovelock Cave and other dry caves in Nevada were started by entrepreneurs setting up tourist displays and that the skeletons themselves were of normal size. However, about 100 miles north of Lovelock, there are plentiful fossils of mammoths and cave bears, and their large limb bones could easily be thought to be those of giants by an untrained observer. She also discusses the reddish hair, pointing out that hair pigment, pigment is not stable after death and that various factors such as temperature, soil, etc., can turn ancient, very dark hair, rusty red. Interesting. Okay. okay. So they're trying to explain it away without... Of course they are. ...actually digging into it, uh, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Sorry for the pun, but odd. Odd, very odd. Okay. So Lovelock Caves are... Um, we're not even saying they're haunted. That sucks. I was hoping to hear... Like, Skinwalker Ranch. That's something recently I've gotten into. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think you would get into uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah? <laughs> it's a lot of alien shit going on there. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. There's like weird shit. Like they play certain noises and they see lights moving in the sky. Um, all around, like they found weird shit. Like for instance, um, one of the big ones is the, the cows, the, the cattle. The mutilated cows? Yeah, they're absolutely mutilated with no signs of animals or anything else destroying the cows. So for instance, the, the cows are gutted like a fucking Tallulah fish. There are no innards, no nothing. 
The bones are all still there. The skin is undisturbed except for the eyes and everything else is gone. The brain, the stomach, the liver, the kidneys, all the other organs are gone as if everything was sucked out directly through the eye hole with no obvious damage to the orbital bone around the eye. Or they flipped the cow entirely inside out using the eye as a focal point, took all the insides out and then flipped it back right side in again. Hmm. I don't know anything about that, but also the bulls that were inside the trailer. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. That, yes, that was weird too. There's all sorts of weird shit going on there. Okay. Lots of weird shit. Like what? Tell me more about it. Uh, the, well, the big one is just all the sights, all, all this, the lights in the sky, you name it. If you can think of it, they've got, they've got video of shit darting across the screen, shit stopping and making a 90 degree turn and turning another direction. Where is Skinwalker Ranch? Uh, I want to say, uh, either it's either in Oklahoma or South Dakota. I don't remember which exactly. Yeah. Where is Skinwalker Ranch? We can look it up. Right can we now. go there? Like on our way to the war, the wall. That's a possibility. We might have to Utah. No, it's not in Utah. Is it? I don't think it's in Utah. Let me go look it up real quick. It didn't seem like it was in Utah at least. So at Skinwalker Ranch, there were several bulls that were just found in a trailer by the rancher. Yep. Yeah. Utah Basin in Utah. I don't think we're going through Utah. No. That's too bad. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch is weird. Very fucking weird. Uh, property located, yeah, it's in Ballard, Utah. Paranormal and UFO related activities. Hmm. Navajo legends concerning vengeful uh, uh, shamans. UFO reports of the uh, Utah Indian base publicized in the 70s claims that the ranch first appeared in 1996 in the Salt Lake City, Utah Desert News. Uh, later, alternatively, weekly uh, Las Vegas Mercury, a series of articles investigating journalist George Knapp. Uh, the early stories detailed claims that the family allegedly experienced inexplicable and frightening events as, after they purchased and occupied the property in 2005. Uh, Kem. Calm Culler, a co-author for George Knapp, published a book in which they described the ranch being acquired by the National Institute for Discovery. Uh, the study, uh, ancestral uh, sightings of UFOs, Bigfoot-like creatures, crop circles, glowing orbs, poltergeist activity have been reported by farm farmers and the owners. The ranch is located, um, yeah, there, blah, blah, whatever. Orbs, animals with uh, piercing red eyes, they were, say, unscathed when struck by bullets, uh, and invisible objects emitting destructive magnetic fields. Among involved uh, were a retired U.S. Army Colonel, John B. Alexander, who characterized the NIDSI effort as an attempt of getting uh, data and using a standard scientific approach. However, investigators admitted to uh, it was difficulty obtaining any evidence consistent with the scientific publication. Cow mutilation or cattle mutilations have been a part of folklore surrounding this area for decades. When NSID founder Robert Bigelow purchased the ranch for $200,000, it was reportedly a result of having been convinced stories of mutilations, including, including tales of lights and unusual impressions in the grass and the soil told by the family of the rancher Sherman. Say, say shaman again. Shamalama ding dong. <laughs> Shamalama ding dong. 
Shamalama. <laughs> so uh, one of the big ones was uh, one of the things they did find was uh, they found a diamond type pattern, uh, <laughs> like the first, because uh, I was watching it on the History Channel. And uh, they found a diamond type pattern and it had like three footprints. It had three big things in the front, three big things in the back uh, and two, two spots of them. So it looked like a diamond when you lined it up. And the thing was approximately 400 feet long from nose to stern. They estimated the object to be about 400 feet long. That's a big fucking spaceship. Yeah, it is. And there's no other sign of disturbed shit okay. uh, around. Uh, it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. Like I've seen other crap. Like they show the one that always gets me is the flying objects making right hand turns, like perfect 90 degree right hand turns just right off into the woods. I was like, what the fuck? No way. And they do shit at night. They play, uh, they played the, uh, uh, what's your, your sound there? Um, fuck the bell. No, it was that the number you had up the other night for our, has anybody figured out the number? Oh, <laughs> Anyone figured out the, the numbering of uh, the last episode, the political episodes from now on? No, I guess not. No. Well, anyway, your uh, 437 Hertz music, uh, they played that one That'd night. Be 432. Or 432. Yeah. And it brought lights like where these lights came into view of the camera and darted around the sky, made a bunch of weird. They turned off the, the music and they disappeared. Sweet. And they got brighter and brighter and brighter the closer they got to the origin or origin of the sound. Okay. So they would fade out as they went away and they got brighter as they came close. It was pretty fun. It's pretty ridiculous. It was some, some crazy episodes there. I was like, holy shit. So much disinfo. We have no known. No, you're absolutely right. There is no known explanation, but the cool thing is they have scientists on there and then they have people like us on there that know the story behind it. And then we explain it to the scientists. And it's really funny for the, to watch us. Have you ever watched a scientist actually like squirm, like sit in his seat and squirm? I love to watch that when you're like, all right, we'll explain this. And they have no explanation. They just kind of sit there and they're like, Oh, that's that's a good one. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, you're not sure because you can't explain it. And because you can't explain it, it doesn't exist. However, because I believe it exists, you're going to tell me I'm a fucking lunatic and a crazy conspiracy theory. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. But yeah, there's a lot of criticisms about it too. Uh, like for instance, uh, Robert Schefter, a phenomenon that Skinwalker Lynch is almost certainly illusion. Uh, illusory uh, i can't even pronounce it. illusionary no it's i-l-l-u-s-o-r-y illusory I, I i can't read it through your oh illusory yeah yeah see not only are several years long uh, monitoring skinwalker by uh, nids unable to obtain proof of anything unusual happening there but also people who've owned the property prior to the shermans a family whose members lived there 60 years deny any mysterious phenomena or any kind of any type of thing ever occurred there schaefer says the uh pair uh 
promenous uh, explanation of the supernatural claims about the ranch were made up by the Sherman family prior, prior to selling it to a gullible Bigelow. Schaefer wrote that many of the extraordinary claims originated solely from Terry Sherman, who worked as a caretaker after the ranch was sold to the Bigelows. In 1996, uh, skeptic James Randi awarded the Bigelow a Pegasus Award for funding the purchase of a ranch in order to supporting Johnny Max and Bud Hopkins investigations. The award carried, uh, category designated Bigelow as the funding organization supported most useless study of supernatural or paranormal or occult phenomena. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, there's there's a bunch of different shit on it, but see some of the videos I've seen about it. I got to tell you, it's kind of odd. I got to tell you. And like it gives you all the uh, secrets of S Skinwalker Ranch is a, a thing on the science or history channel. And it's actually pretty interesting. And they bring on both sides. So it makes it that much cool or that cool, that much cooler, I guess is the best way to put it. Stardust Ranch. What is what happens in old Stardust Ranch? I mean, since we're talking about ranch, might as well stay on it. Stardust. Actually, I was going to say, uh, since we're talking about skinwalkers, here I'm going to forward you this. Ghost Adventures. Really? Wow, I didn't know that. Okay. I'm selling my ranch after aliens tried to abduct me and prod me in the butt. Well, okay then. Buckeye, Arizona. <coughs> so, I mean, I see Ghost Avengers went there, but I don't see like anything big about it. Let me see here. Hold on. The Ghost Avengers. Oh, Jesus. They're worthless. Absolutely worthless. I hate that guy. Talk about just a... Uh, West of Phoenix, really? $5 million. Uh, Rainbow Valley Ranch is on sale for $5 million after the owner professed to killing 18 aliens there. Well, that's a weird looking house. 124 feet world's tallest family, tallest single family home in Prescott, Arizona. Interesting. Very interesting. Dude that owned it killed aliens with a samurai sword. <laughs> really? If he had killed 17 of them, maybe we'd put in an offer, but 18 is just a weird number. I can't do it. That That's just... Uh, okay, so uh, it's a sprawling ranch property for sale in... Rainbow Valley. Scenic Rainbow Valley on the extreme west edge of metropolitan Phoenix, ideally located near what the owners believe is a portal to another universe populated by hey. little gray men. And it also has a swimming pool. Hey, guess what? It also has a swimming pool. That's where we're going. I know. We're going to Phoenix. No, we're going to the west side of Phoenix yes, to, to pick, pick up, up the, the RV. RV. So we'll go. Hey, we're going to go check it out. We who, are who suggested so going to check out who, who suggested Stardust this ranch is Texas trout. That's it. That's dude. fantastic. We're going there. We're going to check it out just to see what it's all about. We'll, we'll spend an extra day out there. We'll be out that way. So we'll check it out. But apparently the bodies disappear after their cosmic death. Well, that sucks. Okay. Go on, go on down. It was featured on travel channels, ghost adventures in 2016. Uh, let's see. Edmonds and his wife who reported on the show that she was molested by aliens have been trying to sell the property known as Alien Ranch for the past 11 years. Whoa, she was what? She was molested by aliens. 
I, I wonder if it was like if did, I mean did, did they, they just come like, down in the form of like Ryan Reynolds and fucking Zach Galifianakis? I mean, was it just a couple digits or was it the whole like penetration? Like I I don't know. I thought they were sexless. We're going right. Hey, Texas Trout, we are going right before the wall, Border Palooza. So apparently the initial asking price was 1.7 million, but with all the national expo exposure, the price is claimed to 5 million and still no one wants to buy it. Okay, dude, if you're watching, which I know you're not, if you're trying to sell your house for 11 years and it's not selling for 1.7 million, don't up the price. Oh shit, Tara. Okay, no, she used that shit for the excuse to cheat with the landscaper. Paco. She was like, I didn't want to tell my husband that Paco is actually the landscaper's kid. Instead, it's the alien that came down and, and molested me and impregnated, impregnated me with his I mean Mexican semen. I that would be a true hybrid. <laughs> Holy shit, I can't man. You can't make this shit up. <laughs> okay. So. I was screwing with the pool boy Paco, and Paco had on this little tiny uh little bikini fucking who wants swimwear. to throw down 20 bucks so we can crowdfund buying Alien Ranch. Uh for 5.7 million dollars? No. Five million, just five million. Uh so Edmund said the strange goings on at the ranch started the day he and his wife moved in 20 years ago. The furniture from the previous owner, he said, ended up in the swimming pool. Did he put it there or did someone else put it there? Edmund said he had killed the 18 alien trespassers, alien greys, he calls them, using a samurai sword. <laughs> he lists himself as the Earth liaison at Alien Ranch on his Facebook page. <laughs> Tiny superhero. <laughs> it has been quoted in many articles about extraterrestrials. <laughs> And he's sitting there holding it like a cigar. <laughs> we but we can't buy it. We don't have a Facebook page. <laughs> oh shit. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm so sad. This is just terrible. <laughs> Holy shit, my guts are right now. And okay, no, maybe we have to. Edmund said his Edmunds and his wife also run a horse rescue center on the ranch. And he said animals have been weirdly mutilated on their property. Property records are not clear on how much the couple paid for the ranch when they bought it, nor who sold it. Don't property records have to do that? Yeah, normally. Like listing agent Kimberly Guerrero with West USA Realty said Alien Ranch located west of Estrella Mountains is definitely one of the most unusual houses she's ever tried to sell. Of course she did. I uh, mean, it's a good size. The 3,436 square foot home appears to be a, a regular ranch style house with five bedrooms, four bathrooms. It includes an electronic <laughs> gate for privacy. It appears to work for humans, not for extraterrestrials. Ferrero said some of the uh, photos include uh, of the house in her listing because some of she the didn't weird, include oh, she photos. didn't include photos. Some of the weird things the owners have reported happening there. Emmons explained the, um, he and his wife have stayed stayed put in the house for so long despite all the unwanted intrusions. I'm extremely stubborn, both logically and rationally, he said. I have a lot of money and time invested in this property and many animals housed here. Once they sell the home, the Edmondsons plan to move to Maine to start another horse rescue property. Uh, that's when the Edmondsons will know whether the aliens they reported seeing were more attached to the house 
or to them. So they're going to take the aliens with them and move to Maine. Wow. Wow. Okay. I like it. This is, this is, uh, that's one of those crazy ones. Okay. Um, what's next? I guess the, 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 there's a text message I sent you of a YouTube video. Holy shit. This shit makes me laugh so hard. It's great. <sighs> Mm. Yep, that's it. I understand and wish to proceed. Okay. Hold on, let me bring this up to full screen. Yeah, here we go. And to stream. Go to blow it up. <laughs> We are currently receiving countless reports of an unidentified hostile organism that we'll refer to as alternates. Until we have a complete understanding of the threat, it's important to stay home, lock all doors and windows, and have access to a loaded firearm or any ranged weapon at all times. You will know if an alternate exists solely based on their physical characteristics. If you see another person that looks identical to you, run away and hide. If you see a person that has a biologically impossible characteristic, run away and hide. If one manages to break into your home, refrain from any kind of communication or contact with the threat. These intelligent life forms utilize elements of psychological warfare to take advantage of their victims. While we heavily discourage any form of contact or communication with an alternate, we make exceptions for attempts at executing them yourself. Okay, the think principle, tell an authority figure about your encounter, hinder their movement, identify the class type, neutralize the alternate if safe to do so. <laughs> I can't say that on there. <laughs> know your place in reality. There you go, that's better. <laughs> Know your enemy. Type one, doppelganger. Okay. Good mugshot photos. Yeah. Great mugshot photos. Yeah. Type three. What happened to type two? Type, uh, ty type two? No, no yep, type two. Just type three. They'll go to type six next. Apparently, they got taken over by aliens. Victim one and victim two. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mark Heathcliff and Caesar Torres. What about them? They look identical. I mean, they, they do kind of look the same. Caesar. I hope it's not too late. No, it's fine. Don't worry. What's up? Are you right? Yeah. 
It's not me, it's my mom. She's knocked out cold and I have no idea why. I'm on my way to the ER, but could you do me a favor? Yeah, of course. What is it? Uh, I just need you to come over and turn on the cameras we have set up. You know the ones that we installed after we were robbed? Oh, yeah. Would you mind if I asked why? Well, she screamed really loud right before I found her on the ground. I, I just... Well, do you have your doors and windows locked? Like what the broadcast told us to do? Yeah, that's the weird part. Maybe she saw something? I don't, I don't know. Alright, I mean, it shouldn't be too bad. I'm just gonna switch them on and get out of there, though. You know how I feel about your house. Yeah, that's fine. One last thing, try to get a good view of the Okay. Alright, I gotta go. I'm almost at the hospital. Thank you. Random. That kind of looks like when we were driving down Pikes Peak, except at night instead of during the day. Yeah. Um, this is something called the Mandela Catalog, Volume 1, A Guide to Skinwalkers. Kind of ties it all together, supposedly. A uh, stairwell, a cemetery. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a hallway. A hallway, a door. Looks like it's looking down. Motion detected at 3.31 a.m. Recording start. Oh, that must be the outdoor camera. Well, thank you, Captain. The exterior of the house. It looked like a freaking headstone. Looked like a bar. Whoa. You hear that noise? No, the door's open. Yeah, it is. Sound increase detected at 5.34 a.m. recording start. Who are you? Get away from me! No! It followed me home, Caesar. 
September 13th, 1992, at 10.30 p.m. I have a surprise. I will not hurt. I do not want to see what is on the other side. But it has been days. And nobody has come to help me. Now it's September 15th. You fucking bastard! Uh oh, bad decision, Mark. Ten fifty nine PM, September Shit, he killed himself. Nobody came for me. Emergency call operator. While at the station, a situation may occur where the local 911 dispatchers run out of operators to handle calls, so they are given to us instead. There are three, and only three, scenarios that you will handle with a caller. When a caller needs the police, send available personnel to the address. When the caller has a fire-related emergency, contact our neighboring fire department with the address and a brief description of the event. When the caller has a medical emergency, immediately contact the Mandela Community Hospital. Here at the Mandela County Police Department, yeah, no shit. for viewing this instruction. Speed kills. Faces of death. <coughs> Do not help a caller reporting an alternate encounter, no matter how frantic their screams are. Calmly reassure the caller that help is on the way. Even though it isn't. The call can be ended when they stop responding to your questions. Do not speak too much. 
you might accidentally reveal your fear. Nothing is worth the risk. Nothing is worth the risk. Nothing is worth the risk. Toddler stress assessment video. Record your child's responses to the following media. Section one. Birds. Okay. Oh. Birdie. <laughs> Laughter. Giggling. <laughs> Freak. Meh. Just like everybody else. If you're in here and you don't understand what's going on, it's because you're a sheep. None of us do. Daddy didn't tuck me in. And there's a man in the closet. Oh. Weird. That is weird. The Scary Night by Mark, age four. Mandela Elementary School. Grade 4K. Daddy didn't check under my bed last night. So I went to mommy's room. I was scared. There was scary knocking on the door. And the scariest part is walking by the dark room by the stairs. Almost at mommy's room, then I saw the man in the corner. Him. This is smiling. And then I fell asleep. The end. Uh, okay. Great. Did you go to the story store for that? Seriously. Kitty cat. Okay. Alien. Family. Yeah, con cute. We're not watching any more of your videos. Get out of here, crackhead. <laughs> Blue balloon. Uh-huh. All right. Dark, scary doorway. Uh-huh. Looks angry. Is there a blue? Maybe a red balloon will appear. Okay. Okay. Weird. Someone knocked on the door. That happens. An, An intruder. intruder. Do intruders normally knock? I've never heard them knock. Okay. Module complete. If anything unexpected occurred during the test, let your advisor know immediately. Yeah, no. Making a hoodie? No, that, I, I have a much more definitive beard than that. Okay, yeah, I, I got... I, All right, so this is bullshit. I got nothing on that. Special thanks to the analog of horror community for your ongoing support. Fuck off. Bullshit. What a bunch of idiots. Yeah. This is stupid. Yeah. Duh. All right. All right. Done with that shit.
get out of here. Connor, if you ever send me some dumb shit like that again, <laughs> I will have to punish you when you get home. Oh, wait. I'm going to punish you when you get home because, yeah, well, you're, we're going to do some yard work, son. Yeah, we're going to have to gonna have to get out there do some Don't work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yard work. Okay. <sighs> All right. Head hurts. Next Thank up, you. guys. Uh, Anyone else? No, I think Skinwalker Ranch. We have to do one now in Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch? Yeah. I, I think we have to dig into that a little bit because that one is really interesting. And a lot of people say it's debunked. I don't believe it's debunked. I don't believe any of that shit. I believe that there's still shit going on out there. They're showing it every day on this show. And I've got to I gotta say their evidence is pretty impressive. But you don't believe in space. But you believe in aliens? Who says they're from outer space, though? What if they're from the center of the earth? They could be. They could be interdimensional. There you go. Haven't I, I said that before? I'm pretty sure That's I've true. said that before. I, and I think I, I know I've said on multiple occasions that aliens... Um, Brittany is Q. Aliens, demons, and uh, and angels are all interdimensional Tara, creatures. Have you lost your absolute? No, no, no. Not that Britney is Q. There's this whole thing that the whole that Q is about Britney Spears. I'm I'm not even kidding. What? Yeah. You're fucking with me. No. Holy shit! Who is that? That's Britney Spears. Holy shit! She's kind of hot. Oh, for fuck's sake! Here. Oh, it's talking all about Britney. And, and it, it relates her Instagram posts to Q posts. <laughs> like the whole Save Britney thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that. Obviously. Britney was never at Epstein I Island, so that's the problem. Well, maybe. How do we know that? She she might have been one she of the victims. Been. I don't know. She could have been one of the now victims. That's a conspiracy. Now now fucking Jake Wando's all interested because we just showed a picture a naked picture of Britney Spears, but it's not actually Britney Spears. But anyway, if it was, it would have been funny. Hmm. About Bigfoot encounters near military bases of, of the West Coast. See, now I've heard of that because I got friends of mine that are stationed up at Fort Lewis. Uh I've heard of some random sightings of what they called the big hairy guy and what could have been an ape costume. Um, however, the problem with the military guys is their shit gets confiscated if they take photos or they do anything with it. So we'll never see it. Hmm. Especially if it's something that is readily reportable. Okay. I think she's been sold for sex a long time ago. Britney Spears. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that poor poor girl's been abused six ways from Sunday. Yeah, she was a musketeer. She was definitely well. She was definitely pimped out in slave traffic. Now, yeah, what I think happened to her though, I think she was an odd one. I think she was one of those ones that I don't know if they ever got a chance to really sink their fucking teeth into her because she became so popular so fast, and I think that's why they destroyed her. Other than she is a raving fucking psychotic lunatic. Minus wow. that part. I mean, you get abused from the time you're a small child. You'd be a fucking raving psychotic lunatic, too. Yeah, her dad's a fucking weirdo. Have you guys ever heard her dad speak? No. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, paper, son. Shut the fuck up, please, before I beat the shit out of you. Because I swear to God, you are one motherfucker I can touch. And your <laughs> nuts will pay for it yeah. every day. Um, but have you ever seen, like, ever heard her father speak? The way her father speaks... 
what the hell? What the hell is going to be my fucking foot on your goddamn throat, you dumb motherfucker? Yes, her daddy is a crazy motherfucker. She, he is uber controlling. Every part of her life is scripted. Yeah. Almost as if. I, I wonder if she was the one that was sold into sex trafficking or maybe daddy was a part of sex, sex trafficking. But he sold her, bred her and sold her. No, I think he was sold in it. Maybe. And he was, you know, turned out by fucking, you know, all these big pedophiles. And the next thing you know, he turns around and daughter's born. And instead of letting his daughter get involved in it, he controls her life. And it's super over controlling. I mean, it would be a natural uh, progression for someone who is looking to fend their own spawn. I mean, her dad's fucking nuts. I've heard her dad speak, and I was just like, mm, "That's not going to get you very far, fella." Hmm. Yeah. I uh, see. I don't know. There, Louisiana, uh, Luciferian, possibly more. I would think it would be more the uh, uh, voodoo shit the Haitian like voodoo because that's more prevalent in Louisiana. It's not really Luciferianism. Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I guarantee there's Luciferians down there, but yeah. Um, Creole. Yeah. The Creole fucking. Yeah. They're big into voodoo. They're not real big on, on the whole fucking. Yeah. Luciferianism. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's Luciferianism in there, but it's not necessarily. They believe in Lucifer. They believe in an almighty. They do believe in a higher power. Um, yeah, bad mojo either way. Um, Dexter Holland from The Offspring has purchased Britney's many, has purchased Britney many times. Really? I didn't know that. Hmm. I haven't heard that rumor either. That's interesting. Hey, FBI Bob, if you're looking for another case to investigate there you go there's a rumor of dexter holland from the offspring uh purchasing britney spears many times so uh you might want to look into that just saying marie laveau these are all new ones i haven't heard these names what is marie laveau i might have i don't know marie uh marie Catherine laveau is louisiana creole practitioner of voodoo herbalist and midwife who is re renowned in New Orleans, her daughter, Marie Laveau II, also practiced root work, conjure, Native American, African spiritualism, as well as Louisiana voodoo. Yeah, well, that's the voodoo. That's the voodoo angle that um, I was... I, I've been to Louisiana. That's why I'm saying I've seen a lot more Creole voodoo shit than I've ever seen um, Luciferian. I mean, they still... the cool. The, all right, song. There's a weird part of Louisiana I always thought was odd. Okay. They believe in God, but they also believe in voodoo. And it is weird. Um, but they believe in God. They still believe in a higher power. They don't necessarily believe in the devil. They believe in a power much like the devil. They conjure it as voodoo. Um, do I believe that they can do what they well, There's a possibility. I mean, there's a possibility for anything. Uh, I'm beginning to realize that uh, I guess we can e exact our own reality. Is that what we've been doing recently as a part of this culture? I mean, because what have we done recently that we've entered into our own reality as a, in a part of our own culture in talking about conspiracies, for instance, 
believe believe it or not, if you laid out a timeline in what we've talked about and the things that we brought up, we've actually changed our own reality or manifested it. Yes, manifested our own destiny, so to speak. Because in a way, if you think about it, we brought up the whole Epstein thing before <laughs> Epstein was ever even arrested. And then the next thing you know, Epstein gets arrested, Epstein dies. Why did Epstein die? Because, well, Epstein was obviously a hole in their ship um, and fuck them royally because if he had ever started talking, uh, they all would have been screwed. So did we manifest that destiny for him by looking into it, by following what Q told us? Uh, I believe we had a lot to do with it. I believe we did have a bit to do with it. And the, the scary part is if you don't believe that the liberals or the bad guys have figured out that maybe they should start listening to us to figure out what they should do to make things look even more fucked up, I think they've started that too because we're starting to see that in the political realm as well in the fucking... We need to stop giving them ideas on yeah, how to exactly. fuck things up. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck manifested fuck Joe Biden? <laughs> Seriously. I Not arguing. If that wasn't our manifestation. I, 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 okay. Do you guys want my real, true, honest opinion on Joe Biden? Sure. Okay. So this one's going to blow your all's mind because you're never going to think that I could ever think this way. <clears throat> so, Joe Biden. So, you remember the other night how I said that if you're a cop and you're entering a school shooter or school shooting type zone, right? Mm -hmm. You become the designated bullet catcher, right? Yeah. Why? Because you're the first one in. You're the biggest target. Yeah. Because the, the kids running around, right? You're shooting kids. You're used to shooting little fucking twerps that are little booger eaters that are running around. Yeah, you you shot a couple of adults, but all of a sudden, this motherfucking walks in. He's got this body armor on. He's got this gat strapped to his hip, and he's ready to fucking lay fucking motherfuckers to waste, right? So now you become the next biggest target in the room. Okay, Joe Biden is the next biggest target in the room. They can put that fucking, this, this moron out there. And for weeks and months, all we'll talk about is how Joe Biden fucked this up or fucked that up. What's going on in the background that we're not paying attention to? Good question. What are we not seeing? Because he farts or shits all over the White House. And we hear stories about how this motherfucker's walking around butt naked in the White House. Or he's shitting there, he's pissing there, or he's shitting on that, or pissing on that. What story have we not heard about? This is all smoke. Smoke and mirrors in front of us. What we can actually see with our own two eyes are part of this smoke and mirrors. What the part we're not seeing, the part we're not talking about, the part we're not discussing is the key. What part is that? Where are we at in that aspect? Because, to, you know, when Q said, you can only deal with about 20% of reality. What if Q was really saying you can only see 20% of reality. That the 20% is the distraction. So you don't see the 80%. Exactly. Yeah. That's all Biden is. Biden is a gigantic fucking distraction. That is it. That's all he does. He is there to cloud all the other shit. And he does a fucking excellent job of it. 
Yeah. And for anybody to say otherwise, you're completely wrong. He's only meant to be there for one term. He is meant to destroy any chance that he can fucking even get reelected. However, at the same time, do as much damage as possible. There is no way that this motherfucker's he's going to get destroyed. I don't think he's going to make it. I think he'll be dead before that. Probably. I think if we even make it that far. Because, again, quite honestly, I don't think we're going to make it that far. You think we're going to get invaded by China? No. No? No. Okay. No, because we're not disarmed. China wants it easy. They don't want to lose anybody coming over here. They don't want to have to fucking drop a nuke on, on this place. Yep. They don't want to. No, because they want our land. They need our land for food yeah. source. Yeah. They need us as slaves. So they don't want to kill anybody. They know if no, no, they want to kill us, but they want they our land. They know if we're still armed, it ain't going to happen. Hmm. Only 7% visible light spectrum. 20% you can see, the rest of the 80% happen in the, the dark. Yeah, I believe it. I don't just, I agree with the whole, hey, bring, shed light on the dark. Yes, shed light on the dark. But, I don't think we see everything that's going on. We have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. I've been behind the scenes and I know you don't have any idea what's going on behind the scenes. That's for damn sure. Like for instance, let's put it this way. Apollo one, where do you all stand on the fire on Apollo one? Um, well, I don't think we ever got a spaceship off the earth, so it's probably all bullshit. Okay, but do you know that the three pilots or the three astronauts that were in Apollo 1, one of them, the biggest one being, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, Virgil Grissom, he was going to come out. Mm -hmm. He was going to come out and tell the whole world that, hey, our shit doesn't work. And then they killed him in a car accident, right? No, they killed him in the rocket. Oh, okay. Then they killed his wife and his son and his daughter in a car, in a car accident, accident yep. the next day. Yep. Because his wife had instructions that, hey, if anything happens to me, mm -hmm. you put this in the press's hands because our shit does not work. And she was on her way to the post office and boom, they were blinked out of existence. Mm -hmm. Right? So... If that can happen, and that was in the 60s, okay? Actually, it was in the 50s, 59. If that can happen in the 50s, today it's nothing. Yeah. Today it's absolutely nothing. Hillary's going to keep killing because that's what Hillary does. Mm -hmm. It's just what she does. You know, fucking what's-his-name's going to keep crying because that's what he does. Because that's what crybabies do. What the fuck was his name? That fucking little faggot with the pink shirt. He always wore a pink shirt and he cried all the time. Kinzinger? No. The dude that was uh, Speaker of the House. Under Bush. I don't know. Anyway, but that's going to happen. So if that's going to happen, again, I ask the obvious question. Who are we to stop it? Who are we to intervene? Let them hang themselves? Well, no, because you keep saying, well, we're part of the 144,000, whatever the re revenue, yep. right? Remnant, yep. Great. But who are we to stop it? Wouldn't nothing God, can stop what's isn't coming. It, isn't it God's plan? Yeah. Nothing, last time I checked, right? Nothing I, can stop what's coming. Last time, I, I'm not higher than God. And who am I to stop God's plan? 
I'm one of his minions. Well, God's plan is pretty fucking funny today. Why is that? Because uh, that's kind of rude. Gruesome Newsom got COVID again 10 days after his second booster shot. <clears throat> hey, uh, well, for all of the California listens, maybe Gruesome Newsom will go get another COVID shot tomorrow. And maybe hopefully he'll die. No shit, right? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of that going around. Well, either way. All right. So uh, Monday, Monday, Monday. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. We're watching Operation White Elephant. And yeah, should be fun. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes. What about UFO counters near? Nuclear military facilities. That's easy. I think that's the easiest one of all. Hmm. Why not? Why wouldn't Why wouldn't we have that type of action near? Come on. You think if... <clears throat> You think we can house radiation? You think we can hide radiation? I don't think we can. I think that's the easiest one of all. I think that's the one that can be seen for light years. I think like somebody starts up a new nuclear reactor and like aliens can see that shit and they're like, oh, need to go see what this fucking race is doing because they're playing with nuclear bullshit. And they shoot down there to figure out, are they hostile? Are they just making energy? What are they doing with it? Did you know that we've not actually done a nuclear test in... Like a nuclear yeah, bomb but every, test okay. So every time years, okay. So understand every time you spin up a nuclear reactor, right? How many people believe that we quit making nuclear reactors? We didn't. Okay, great. Just so we're aware of that, There's because one right I up just the river. no, it's not that. I mean, new ones because liberals are under this weird assumption that we quit making nuclear nuclear reactors. No, it's our uh, safest, cleanest power supply. Correct. Liberals believe that we quit making them. Why? Because they said that, well, the damage it would do to the environment. No, no. we never quit making them. We still make them. We mm -hmm. still, we activate about three nuclear reactors a year, mm -hmm. not to include the ones that are on nuclear powered vessels. So for instance, or vessels, as somebody would call it, um, on the nuclear powered vessels, when you start a nuclear reactor, it's the same thing. It is a miniature nuclear explosion. So no matter how you start a nuclear reactor, the one thing you have to have is a nuclear explosion. Mm -hmm. So you're basically containing a nuclear explosion. Mm -hmm. The only thing we figured out how to do is contain the explosion itself. However, I guarantee all the signatures can be seen from outer space, from some wicked, weird alien race that's coming down past the firmament going, what the fuck are these people doing? They're fucking with nuclear shit. Or they can feel the vibrations through hollow earth. Or the arcs. Like Jaekwondo master said. Yep. See, si, senor. So my thing with this is, is that's just, I, I think with any nuclear thing that we have around a military base, they fly their little aircraft out. They, you know, check, check it out. They're like, Ooh, look, they're, they're playing with nuclear fission. <laughs> are they making bombs? Are they going to destroy the world? What are they doing? And then when they realize, Oh, well, these retards still haven't figured out how to do this, that, or the other thing, they fucking get the fuck out of Dodge. But they always have to check it out because they got to see what level we're at. Because if we're at the, the level of ionizing plutonium streams, uh, there might be a real fucking issue like, hey, look, these motherfuckers can fly to outer space. Um, Shotgun Seamus said, but space is fake. It or is. Building anti... What are the chances, though? Gravity drives off of the... Design what, of a bee's thorax. What are the chances, though, 
that we're playing with something that might allow us to move past the firmament and actually make it to space. It is fake and gay, but I, I'm not saying that I believe that there's outer space, but what if there is something past the firmament? Maybe we're not in a round earth. Maybe we're on a flat earth floating through space, but to have me believing that we're on a globe traveling around at what? 666,000 miles an hour. That just seems to be, I don't know. Seems a little weird. Tara, uh, con man got butt hurt when his dad cussed him out for sending us a stupid video. Yeah. <laughs> Looking over it. <laughs> he will. He's a big boy. He is a big boy. He's like six or foot tall. He'll get headbutted one of the two. Um, like CERN. Yes. CERN is another perfect example of that. I, I so, think there's, there's something out there. I'm not saying, I don't believe we live on a floating earth or a globe. I believe it's flat and there is something underneath us. I don't know what it is. Can't tell you what it is. Don't know if it's the Nazis. Couldn't tell you that. I don't know if it's in a dimension or a dimensional portal maybe exists underneath the, the facets of our earth. Great question. One of the things that I thought was really interesting and you know, it wasn't till after I got into this side of my brain that I actually went back and watched the movie, but do me a favor with everything everybody's learned now go rent the fucking movie the abyss that's a great movie it's i a watched great it a fucking times play. watch the ending over and over again yep yep it's great um <laughs> tara said my husband still yells the earth is not flat and I'm like, prove it the earth can be flat and we can still uh, and be hollow and we and be a globe no, it can't be that all. At the same I can time. sure can. No. Yep. So what you're telling me is flat Earth with a hollow core with a fucking under Earth is kept in basically a snow globe, and you can shake it around, and the snow goes around like fucking cocaine. The firmament on top. You were just talking about the firmament. Yeah. The firmament on top. That's because the Bible speaks of the firmament. exactly. The Bible also speaks about hollow Earth. Yeah, it does. It yeah. does both. Yeah. So the flat Earth. Think of like a half a globe, a flat earth. Jake, one, get out of my brain, sir. And then below that, the hollow earth with some kind of under earth below it. Yes. And then the firmament on top as the top half of the globe. Have you heard the golf ball theory? Explain to me the golf ball theory. Yeah, I'll let you know. Golf ball theory. I'll let so. you know if I've heard the golf ball theory. Yeah. Um, but there is a, a interesting conspiracy theory out there that the reason that we have not done any nuclear weapons testing in like what 50 years or something is because the aliens won't let us. Because every time we try and start that shit up, they shut it down. Actually, I heard another one. Hmm. When we were doing all the uh theory, the the testing, the nuclear testing, right? Mm -hmm. There were the scientists out in uh, Nevada, California, Northern California, Nevada, Southern, Southern <laughs> Nevada. Actually, it was like kind of middle California. Yeah, Jay Quindo, I think nukes are fake too. Uh, they were doing all the tests with the um, uh, the the uh, space telescope or the the ears, the the big like the microphones and the, and they emit the sound and it's supposed to carry a message for thousands of thousands of miles. Mm -hmm. And then somehow we get it back. Yeah. Like know. the giant bunny ears. Um, anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Well, it's something like that, but it wasn't really like that. Yeah. Not 
you, you're simplifying it down to moron speak and exactly. it's actually way above what you know about. Anyway, um, they were doing this shit. And uh, the problem was, is, well, this is what I heard. The reason we stopped doing nuclear tests is those messages stopped coming or started coming back. Like somebody was letting us know that, hey, look, we can see what you're doing, fuck sticks. Stop it. Or we're going to come down there and crush you like a bunch of fucking goddamn ants. Okay. And it was taken as, okay, we've gone to our, yes, it is kind of arc theory. Um, it, it, it does fit within the arc theory idea. And basically we got to our pinnacle of where we're going to be because they know we can't handle the ability to take this nuclear power that we've figured out how to control basically and do other things with it. And their fear is that when we do that, boom, people, you know, will kill themselves. It's kind of like the end of the end of the world. How many stories of floating around nuclear security forces, bros, during all my endless non-duty boredom discussions we had? No, I'm, I'm not arguing with you. This is where conspiracy theories come from. Yeah. Bunch of dudes. Much of, m most, a lot beer. of military guys are the guys that come up with these conspiracy theories. And it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so basically, we're a mass of universes, planets next to each other, like in divots on a golf ball. I heard a brief explanation. This is my moron explanation from that. LOL. So multiverses on in in one universe, like a golf ball. That's interesting. Okay. I. I uh, but how do they? Why do they mix? Because on a golf ball, the holes don't move. So how do they mix? You see what I'm saying? That's a horrible analogy to use because we're saying that there's been mixture from other universes. Are we not arguing that? Mm -hmm. Um. I've never seen a golf ball hole move until the golf ball was either annihilated or destroyed. Mm. So scary thought. Yeah. I mean, think about it when a golf ball goes through a fucking, um, dimensional. Yeah. Okay. If you consider a, uh, tractor blade dimensional, sure. But when the guy's out there cutting the grass and he fucking whacks out a fucking golf ball, you know, the little dimples kind of get fucking shredded to pieces and destroyed. So my question is, is we've seen shit merge and kind of come together, then kind of flow out, come yeah, together, they again, phase flow out. in and out. Yeah. Yeah. Where, how does that happen with a golf ball though? Mm -hmm. I think a golf ball is just the wrong way to explain it. I think like ice would almost be a better way of explaining it because ice, you can melt back to water, bring it back to frozen ice. So like, for instance, if most of the time, time is ice, right? And it's hard, it's impenetrable, it's immovable. But sometimes ice is kind of mushy. You've been there where you tap the water bottle and the mush ice kind of formed in the water bottle where it was just cold enough to freeze, but wasn't frozen. But if you smacked it the right way, the whole thing would freeze up. Ooh, like, like Parker's Chewy's ice. Yes. Yeah. So what happens then? It's kind of like a mishmash of shit that just kind of gets pushed together all of a sudden and then it goes back to hard ice again okay outdoor gal is getting into the prison planet theory here yeah well, we had a prison country uh australia was australia a prison was country, a prison country so why, why not why is that impossible yeah. uh, like we we could very well be living on a prison planet and when we tbi tara um <laughs> <laughs> 
We could be living on a prison planet and Coma Mick says, What's up, TBI Tara? And when we fix whatever fucked up thing that we're supposed to do, then we Do we get released? Or do we get awakened? To the fifth dimension. Did we already get to fourth? Yes, leveling up. Exactly, Jake Wendell Master. To the fourth dimension? Yeah. Um some of us might have. Um, I don't think you have, though. Why is that? <laughs> Why don't you think I have? <laughs> or at least if you have, you haven't accepted it. It's like 9-11. You know that it's no. you know that it's fake. You're wrong. You know that it's all fucked up. You just haven't accepted it yet. <laughs> Ellsworth, fuck yeah, dude. Where the fuck is my conjugal visit? Still waiting for my blowjob. Oh shit, that shit ended when I got married. I forgot my bed. Yeah. yeah. Tiniest little ring in the world, folks. Set. Might as well just go ahead and build that one up for the next time. All right. Oh, all right. Uh, I think we're done here. Oh, you think? Yeah, it's past my bedtime. Well, anyway. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On no, all the Monday, no, not Monday tomorrow. Night. Tomorrow's yeah, our Monday, one day yeah, off of the week. Off, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for getting that. Yeah. Uh, so Monday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will be watching White Elephant. Operation White Elephant, which is only about 15 minutes, but then we'll talk about it afterwards. Yeah. And we'll we'll probably tell war stories and talk about people we've lost and things like that because it is a Memorial Day. Yeah. So that's how that goes. Um, yeah. What else do we have coming up next week? No, nah, she's got to put the chickies up to, out tomorrow morning. She already put them up tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I put them up. I chase the ducklings around their, their little, I think I'm going to put them in the enclosure because I'm getting really tired of chasing ducks around a pool at like eight 30 at night. I think it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to watch me running circles. Around I'm going to put a trail cam out there just so you guys can get the great view of it too. Cause it's fucking hysterical. <laughs> and because I have the, I, I have the bird netting over the top of the duck enclosure, but I don't have anything holding it up. So it's only like four feet tall. So she's got a duck so like I've this. Like, she's like, she's like, like running down. underneath. She's like, oh my God, I gotta get him. <laughs> like, Come here, you little shit. I'm like hunched over running circles around a pool chasing fucking ducks. It's ridiculous. <laughs> she's like, uh, <laughs> the only thing that would make it better if she was like wearing a, a, a shamu or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> At least the chickens are easy. They go in their coop at night. All I have to do is close the doors. I give them pets. I count them, make sure they're all there and they're good to go. I, this is actually interesting though. I have no idea how many people think the earth is flat. I have no idea how people think the earth is flat. Um, no other celestial body is. So, uh, well, I, how I do you know? I don't think the earth itself is flat, but I think the map of the earth, like the actual layout of the continents on the earth <laughs> are reflective of uh, a flat earth map rather than the globe that they show us. Um, just think about just Okay. Me. Really quick. Uh, since last rates, 2021, I haven't seen, I've never seen you in here before yeah, and I'm welcome. glad you're participating, but really quick, just do me a favor. Go look up a picture of the a matter of fact, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it for you. We're going to do it right now, folks, just because I'm, I'm here and I'm so inclined because you guys got me on my flat earth theory. Hold on. So I got me, that. I got the app. Up. Let me let me just start with this one right here because this is the. Uh, I don't need the fucking app. Baby. I don't need that. What I need is this. Just stand by. 
Okay. All right. So let me pull this up real quick. Okay. So this is what I want you to do. Just so I, y'all don't think I'm fucking lying here. Okay. All right. Anybody see what it says down here? Can you read that? Photo by NASA image library. Do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Go find me one photo of our planet that is not taken by NASA. That's it. All I want is one photo of our planet that does not, is not taken by NASA. I want it taken it by somebody else. NASA credits yep. on it. Yep. I want it by somebody else. Because even Elon, or not Elon Musk, but uh, yeah, well, it was Elon Musk and mm -hmm. uh, who's the other one? William Fucking, Shatner. Uh, Bezos. Oh, yeah. Bezos, uh, they took photos, okay, from their quote unquote, uh, their quote unquote spacecraft, right? Okay. At the bottom of all of their photos is NASA, the NASA emblem. You can't find one. I've tried looking already. I've looked and looked and looked and looked. There are no photos of our earth that are not taken by any other company that's been approved and said by everybody else on the earth, this was taken of our earth. Nope. Every single one comes from NASA. NASA is on it. China hasn't taken one. Um, Russia hasn't taken one. Um, not without a NASA emblem on it which means that they cleared it through NASA, which means NASA's graphics and uh, filter department took whatever picture they took of and applied whatever they needed to apply to it to make it Earth. For example, all of these are various pictures no, the big one. There you go, babe. Of, of the Earth. They all look different, right? They're all from different years. They come out all by NASA. Which one do you live on? So I, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not saying I'm just asking for it. I always have people say, well, prove it. Okay. Well, when I prove it, they don't want to listen to me, but then I ask them for proof of what makes the earth round. They can't prove that though, either. So, uh, there's not a whole lot of things like, for instance, Tara, very, very well done, madam. That is the way you do it. Your, your husband says, well, the earth is not flat. Okay. We'll prove it. Show me that the earth is round. Why is it every night we go to sleep? We don't drown. Cause what do we know of water? What does water do? Water will always find the lowest point and level itself. So why is it every night when we go to sleep, the water doesn't slip off the earth and fall into the atmosphere and drown. You know, the, the country that's it's asleep at night. Every day we would die, but we don't. Water stays in the ground. Why is that? Weird. Weird that you get photos of tranquil oceans that there's not a fucking wave on them. Why is that? If the earth is constantly moving at 666,000 miles an hour, why do we not get a wave in a lake that is centered somewhere on the earth? It doesn't make any sense. If we're moving at 666,000 miles an hour, okay, how is it that the stars never change their spot? Or the, I'm sorry, the North Star never changes its spot. It's always in the same point in the sky. Yet all the other stars rotate around it in a clockwise direction. Why is that if we're spinning? How come an astrolabe still works? Right? Because that's been around since they thought that the Earth was flat. 
It, I mean, they've literally used astrolabes for 2000 years. And if you don't know what an astrolabe is, it's, it's basic or an astrolabe. It is basically a very early compass. It's a flat geocentric instrument that's used to determine the movement of the stars in the sky and sunrise and sunset. And they're basing it off of a flat earth theory. And it still works today. So I, I'm just saying, throwing it out there. So these are all questions to ask yourself. Hey, do some do some research, figure it out for yourself. And hey, if you've learned something new and we're not saying the right shit, tell us. We're all about listening. And if your grandparents are still alive, ask them if they learned in school if the earth was flat around. Because I mean, we got friends uh in not that not that much older than my us cousins. My that cousins that learned flat earth in school. Yep. yep. So um all my cousins are older than me, but they they taught flat earth for thousands of years until the last couple of till the Rockefellers took over yeah. our education system and they started teaching round earth yep. globe last probably 120, 130 years. Mm -hmm. Probably roughly. No, no, no. Less than that. Uh, yeah. Since right. the end it's of like, world war two. Yeah. Coming up on a hundred years. Yeah. You know, like 75 in some places, not even 50, 40, 50 years. They've yeah. only, they've been teaching it because some school districts were more hesitant to move away from that than others. So, I, I just, uh, uh, I mean, it's weird. There's stuff that works and it's like, wow, how's that? How is that possible? Yep. I don't get that. Um, just odd shit out there. But like, like I said, do the research, figure it out, you, figure it out for yourself. Don't figure it out because I told you it, do your own research, mm -hmm. do it because you learned it. I hate when I fucking, when people tell me, Oh, do it because I said so. No, I'm not doing it for you. I'm doing it for myself. I want to know about it. What does it say? And there's a great app if you're interested um, called FE Clock. So uh, Frank Edward Clock. Um, that's from uh, David Weiss. He's uh, Flat Earth Dave. So gives you all kinds of great information. Uh, videos, pictures, all, all kinds of stuff. So The stuff that you've seen, you just didn't realize you saw it. For yep. instance, the guy at Lake Chicago that takes a picture from the Michigan side to the Chicago side. And from the Michigan side to the Chicago side, there's no way that you should be able to see the water line hitting the bottoms of the buildings. Yet you can see it from the Michigan side. How is that possible if we live on a round earth? How far away? How long? How? What's the distance? It's over 200 miles. And so if the earth curves eight one inches, eight inches per degree. I was going to say one degree per mile. No, it's eight inches per degree of descent. So if we were shooting that way, you shouldn't be able, you should see about halfway up the building mm -hmm. and it's impossible, but yet you can see where the water hits the shore. How is that possible? It's impossible. Shouldn't be able to see that. Yeah. Flatter. Yep. Um, he seems way out there, but dude, he'll, he, he knows his shit. Go ahead. I, I, go ahead and hit him. Um, I fuck. It was hard for me to say no. I, he was, he was, I was already kind of convinced. I started watching some of his stuff earlier before, before we had him on, but we had him on. I'll tell you what, I tried everything and there's a lot of shit I know about. For instance, uh, the we pulled out our nine-year-old and he was like, I can't do it. Flutter Dave. He was like, I can't argue with a nine-year-old. They're the only people on the earth that I can't argue with ever. Nine-year-old boys can't do it. He is uh, <laughs> like, funny. we started talking about shooting bullets and, uh, he could explain that one away. He said, "Is you, have you ever tried not using that equation when you shot a rifle? I said, no. He said, next time you're out there and you're shooting at distance, try not using the equation. Just try shooting. I was like, I will. He said, tell me what the difference is. He's like, I'm dying to know. Yeah. 
and to, it's a good point because I've never done it. I've never actually just took a shot without fucking doing an equation. Calculating in your head. Yep. Figuring out exactly where I've got my point of aim has got to be to put that bullet on target. He said, just try shooting it. See what happens. Yeah. I said, okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but shooting doesn't hold up in his argument because he actually will destroy you using that argument because everything is based. Okay, so get this. This is what he did to me. Give me a piece of paper real quick just so I can show you this one. This is the one that fucking destroyed me, all right? So he's like, okay. He's like doing your linear equ equation, right? And he said, you're at X, you're shooting at Y, Okay. Your linear equation is your flight path of your bullet, right? Looks something like that, right? Yep. Okay. So do me a favor. He said, what's that based on? Gravity. No. What's that based on? What? What's that bottom line? Flat. It's flat, right? The horizon. Okay. Yep. There's, there's no round there. It's a flat fucking line. It's a flat line, folks. It's... It's not like this. Hold on. I'll give you another example because he did this to me. Okay. It's not like this. It's, it's not like that at all. Okay. That bottom one. No, it's like this top one. If you look at a shooting cal uh, calculation that we use, it's more like that top one X and Y. Okay. Based on a flat level trajectory. Okay. But bullets don't have a flat level trajectory because That's what why goes we, up must come We down. have a natural arc yeah. in the bullet's trajectory. Okay. If the earth was round, the bullet's trajectory would follow the round. So the earth actual. And it would never actually drop. So if you look, there, now you're getting to where I'm at. So if you were to look at it the way we've been taught the earth is, right? Tara said, I remember when you were like, the earth is fucking round. Look how far he's come. Aren't you so proud of him? I'm so proud of him. 9-11's next. Okay. That one in the top right corner there is the way it should look. Yep. Which means the bullet would, would never continue come down. to travel around and around. Because if you got it up high enough, then it would just keep going. Keep going with the wind yeah. and the air. With the trajectory of the earth. Yeah, you've been here since the get-go. I get yeah. it, Tara. Yeah, Tara's been here since the beginning. <clears throat> Welcome back, Tara. Okay. So so wonderful to have you. <laughs> I love it. It was uh, fucking around, though, at one point. Yeah. Then, then my mind became flat. <laughs> That's what it was. You manifested reality into a flat earth. <sighs> and I manifested reality into a hollow earth. No, you're and then the, I made it round again. No, you're the fucking devil. You're gonna kill everybody. <laughs> Get out of here. You're the mother of the apocalypse. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. All right. So Monday night, six p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be there. Be square. We'll bring be doing, your tissues. Yeah, seriously, we'll, it's it's pretty hardcore. Apparently, white El elephant's got some bad stuff in it. He's so. not seen it yet, but it's 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 a tearjerker for sure. So, so either way, but well uh, worth it. Thanks for coming out, folks. Yeah. Uh, we will talk to you guys later. That was fun. Uh, for the Mick and VLAN, we'll talk to you later. Have a good night. Good night.
mother gives you So tell me, how many times have you thought that, you know, you wanted to make clothes or buy clothes that you wanted to feel good about wearing? You know, it's really disturbing these days going shopping because there's constantly in the back of my head, is is this company, you know, contributing to the deep state? Is this one supporting the evil in our world? I don't know who to buy from anymore. So we went ahead because we told you a long time ago that we were going to bring only companies that we thought were patriot oriented, believe the same thing we believed, push the same values that we push. And uh, we found uh, we found a bunch. And one of the ones, our first ever sponsor was Cultural Life 1972. Cultural Life 1972 supports the culture of life, not a culture of death, folks. So uh, they are completely, um, they're against abortion and uh, they believe in the movement to get rid of abortion and uh, Roe v. Wade and everything else so that we can go back to a, a culture of life. Their money, uh, 30%, 33% of their profits go directly to the culture of life and they support um, anti-abortion foundations that have been doing this for a hot minute since 1972. And the reason that it is 1972 is because why? Because Roe v. Wade was uh, put into law in 1973, which was when the culture of death in America started. So we changed from a culture of life to a culture of death. So if you go to col1972.com, you can also sign up for her email list and you can get the naughty nice list. So uh, she'll send you a list of the companies that support the evil deep state and the ones that fight against it. And that's a, a pretty important list to have these days. And, and Carla, she's a great friend of the show. She's been helping us out from the get go. Uh, we told her that we would support her here because I agree with what she's doing. I believe in what she's doing. Furthermore, not only do I believe in it, but uh, we've gone as far as to buy a couple products ourselves. And uh, it's actually amazing quality. I wore the t-shirt yesterday. It's so soft and comfy. You know, sometimes you put on a t-shirt and you're like, 
okay, I, this might last for, you know, five or six wearings. This, this, this is going to last. I mean, this is good quality. It's made in America. Um, it ships to you and, uh, you don't have to worry about it sitting off the coast of somewhere in a ship coming from China. It's actually made here in America. So that's uh, that's another really important thing these days. So folks, again, culturelife1972.com use promo code Patriot party, and that will save you up to 10% off your order. All right. Thank you.